All right. So if you guys have heard the couple week or the last week. Right. Last week, we apologized. The audio was bad. We're going to do another apology up front here. And take it to the next level. Yes. So the audio quality is not only bad, but somehow something messed up and we missed big chunks of uh, you recording can say on it. the w- first movie. What messed up? I mean, you messed up. Okay, they're good. Okay, so we're uh, we get that out. <laughs> I, in the open. I wasn't. I wasn't going to place blame. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Did so you know that just, there's a finite amount of memory that a computer can hold? Uh, it's it was not actually memory. It was hard drive space. That's what I said. Which no, it's not. Same thing. No, it's not. It's totally different things. Who's yes. the computer expert here? Uh, I mean, neither of us. But I am a computer programmer, so I know more. Okay, I guess I'm I should. Gonna, I'm I guess I should that. succeed. 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 You're gonna succeed. You're gonna succeed from this podcast. I just put together that you were wearing a Pokemon shirt right now. It's bright yellow. It's great. Oh. Anyway, this is our apology. Uh, but we decided to do something fun with it, so we we lost some bits of. The Lawnmower Man episode. Which is a computer expert. How does it happen that we lose random bits in the middle? I think it probably was like thrashing the hard drive, looking for space, and would just do that. Or maybe this one wasn't a space issue, because I know another episode we had a, a space issue. Maybe this one was just weird, wonky badness. I don't know. One way or another, you were so good <laughs> at being... A computer expert that you fucked it. Why do you have the computer? I'm, 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 I don't know this. I'm just realizing this. I paid you, for the computer. I'll have the computer. Okay. You have the computer and you don't know anything about it. <laughs> but you're so, the computer guy. So here, so what's going to happen today? So uh, we decided to do something fun with it, and we are recording a bit of a commentary uh, because we realize we're not going to be able to recreate the spontaneity. This was probably the, the episode. At least for me, so far, this is this has been the most fun I've had recording an episode, and you will you will get my giddiness in its entirety because my giddiness is about Lawnmower Man too. But if we would re try to re-record this, yes, we wouldn't we would lose it. it, it it's it, not the same thing. It wouldn't. So the audio quality is going to be shitty. We're going to be interjecting at times because there's like With ten minutes smooth audio because there's going to be like ten minute sections that we've lost. So we're going to try to fill in those gaps. We'll probably repeat ourselves or whatever. We'll have new things to say about it. But we're also going to take the opportunity to cut into the middle of what we were saying and just talk about how dumb it was that we just said that. Mostly Cause, mostly, cause what you say, mostly what you say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm actually glad you're here, though, because I was in the middle of watching another movie, and I definitely feel like I needed a break. I uh, was called There's Something. Uh, I'm sorry. We need to talk about Kevin. Uh, I don't know if we're going to end up doing anything with it here, even though I'm only halfway through. Uh, I just feel like I really need a breather. It uh, It's about, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's about like the fear of what you're going to do to your kids as you're trying to raise them or dealing with them or whatever. Okay. I'm actually kind of interested to see if someone that doesn't have any kids would have any of the same reaction as I would, because there's nothing horror-inducing about it, mm-hmm. but it's more just like the dread of having children and how bad you're going to screw them up. So, not you personally. How bad I'm screwing my head. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, what is also not necessarily horror, but is horrifying. Holy shit. Am I boring already? I am saying, um, and duh, so many times. Is this what I've done in other episodes? Uh, I think this is because this is only episode four. This is what we do throughout. Oh my God. Yeah. We at get least, better. I hope at least at the beginning. So the first episode, Mm-hmm. All I did the whole time was go, look at you, look at you, Justin, look at you. I gave you a quiz and I think I said, look at you every time. <laughs> yeah, look at you. <laughs> every time. You're getting, you're really getting then, it, kiddo. And then, <laughs> and then like the first two episodes, I don't know what was wrong with me. But I decided to smack my lips every time <laughs> I said something. So I went. <laughs> It's it's good. I'm, they already heard it. They know. Every time. It annoyed them too. Every time. What was I doing? All right. I'm sorry. I was a little nervous that this was not going to be able to come to fruition. But literally about a half hour ago, I got an email. And we, uh, we have a wrap. Yes. I got a wrap. So no news from Hobbs or from Dwight this week. Okay. But they're laying down on the job. But well, I, I gave him the week off because I was banking on this. I was a little nervous it wasn't going to happen, but we got it. So I only listened to this once. Okay, I have not listened to this. So at all. and when I was when I was doing this, when I was commissioning this guy to do this, I was mm-hmm. a little worried. Like nobody can steal this. This is officially mine. I always kind of thought it would be an awesome documentary to make, but I'd be nervous to do it. So maybe I want to see it done. I don't know. Just talk to me first. Okay. That going to tattoo parlors mm-hmm. and asking them, like, hey, I want to get the swastika to see how they react, to see if they're going to go through with it, like how far they'll go, if they immediately punch you in the face and walk away, okay, or if they take your money and they're going to do it. Do you still think this is a good idea for a documentary? Yes. You still think Swastika, the movie, is is a good idea? Swastika Tattoo, the movie? Yes, I do. How could you not think that that's a good idea? First of all, they don't even know what we're going to talk about right now. But absolutely, I think it's a good idea because it's not about swastikas. It's about testing what people are, number one, going to do for for money or where their convictions lie or where those lines in the sand they're going to draw. So, yes, I think this is a good idea. I'm really interested to know what this has to do with the rap. This has to do with the rap, because if you remember, I'm asking them to do the news that Nambla is financing Jeepers Creepers 3. Ah, uh, yes. So, that was a week ago. I don't that was that. a week ago. So, that Hopefully was the question. Hopefully our audience remembers that. <laughs> but, he came through. We'll see what he has to say about Nambla. I'm very excited. And Victor Salva, right now. Yeah. Jeepers creepers coming back around They gon' hold it down Make you scream a sound This is how we do it all around Number three, the trilogy Yeah, that's the three P I told you they already know We do this shit way too neat Release in 2017 That's just how we gon' be When amplifying that scene You know we going around the world and back This is how we do that podcast It's forever last And in case you didn't know this is how we bring it back three time bring it around like it's ring around the posy and you know nambla is proud to keep it working with the salva ain't no clowning no never that you already know that we gonna be holding it yeah cause you didn't know what we flow
Hustle underground, come around town We can know it's in there, blood never gonna stop Cause you know we gonna be keeping that pop With Victor Salva, oh yeah MC5 are really coming through on that one <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know that that reference at all MC, MC is what you call someone who raps or is an MC of some sort. Correct. And then we, we hire these people from Fiverr. I think, isn't MC5 an actual band? I have no idea. I said I, MC Fiverr. Oh, Fiverr. Okay, yeah. my mind went to MC5 because I think that's actually a band. I don't know music. But. Maybe we should start a music uh, podcast. Put that favorite. on the list. Fuck you, Justin. I Googled this afterwards before I knew our audio was fucked, before I knew we were going to talk about this. Uh-huh. MC5 is a band. Go fuck yourself. That's fine. You lose. You just don't know what a goddamn MC is. That's why it's funny. MC Like MC Hammer. I know what M- MC is, but when you say MC5, of er. course, you can't add an er to the end. You can't. You can't add a suffix to the end of it and have it mean something totally different if i say justin er you're still going to think i'm referencing you so if you say mc5 er of course i'm going to think you're referencing mc5 which is absolutely a band that uh i have the power of the of the computer yeah, right you, now as I we already you, established you're getting, you yourself, the mouse. you're getting yourself so cut off so you don't get a, you don't get to talk anymore i get the last word my favorite line of that was he said, Namblin ain't never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I have so many questions for this guy. Like I want to talk to him to see, did he Google what Nambla was and still decide to keep the $5? <laughs> I, 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 in my heart, I want to say no. I want to say I, he, has, he has no idea. And he's like, this is only $5. I'm going to make the shittiest thing that I can, I can do the quickest thing to try to appease these guys for their $5. I, I love his rapping style in that to uh, conserve, I'm assuming, his his voice, because I'm sure he gets a lot of these, he just stops saying words halfway through, <laughs> and will just not end the word. Just I thought it was his attempt to make them rhyme. I did not hear one rhyme in any of that. <laughs> I... Uh... Yeah, I feel like he came through. I got yeah. I got everything that I needed out of that. Much love. He referenced clowning nine times, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can't complain. No, thank it's, you, it's, thank you very much for that. It was perfect. So uh, yeah, we should dive straight in because I feel like we have a lot to say. This is going to be like a seven hour podcast <laughs> because there is a lot here. Uh, this is this is where I start. Like we're already our energy is already up. We're good. This is why it's a little heartbreaking that we lost so much. I was just getting ready to say the same thing. Like, I feel like we're so young and naive. Well, yeah, like the world already... is a, the world is our oyster, which is a phrase that I don't understand. But no. we're getting ready. Is that a phrase? The world yeah, is our that oyster. Is a phrase. I don't I understand. I also it. don't understand it. Okay, so I mean, the world are, fuck it. <laughs> the world Go is our oyster. It. Like I feel like we have we're in our minds. We're like we're gonna have fun and everybody's gonna love this. <laughs> little do we know yeah. that that pretty soon we're just gonna be like I don't even remember it's, what I said. It's be eaten by gremlins. God in damn both it! The computer and our brains. God damn it! Why do we have to go back to this? I feel like it was good before. We're not gonna be able to recreate it. We're gonna repeat ourselves. Ah. Uh, Way to bring it down. That's good. So the first thing, if you remember, everybody, everybody was assigned to watch, go to YouTube, watch the short. Yes, the Lawnmower Man. So uh, before we talk about that, 
I read the short story that, that this is based on. Wow, look at you being all like prepared. Uh, uh, well, this was a long time ago. And to be fair, it was a book on tape. So <laughs> I don't think you can claim you read that. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but then you actually <laughs> made me say it. So I, I heard the I'm short story. I heard the short story. But uh, it's pretty. The, the short is pretty faithful. That's pretty much exactly what Stephen King wrote. Yeah. So what did you think about the short? Um... Okay, so this is only the fourth episode, but we've recorded a few more since then. Uh, You're giving away you, the magic. Yes, I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> you, you always throw it to me first, and I'm never prepared for you to throw it to me. You think I would be by now? Is that my fault? I don't know. I thought that was the it's dynamic. It's fault. It's I thought, okay. I thought that Everybody was the, gets a blue ribbon. I thought that was, that was the dynamic. Like, this is the first time you're seeing these things. Mm-hmm. So... What did you think? And you steer us in the direction. Simultaneously, as you're saying, I'm always throwing it to you. You always seem to have like all this built up things that you haven't piped in to say for like the past hour. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. I still have t- 10 things on my <laughs> list that I want to talk about. That's not my fault that you don't chime in. tangents and I'm like, I had things I wanted to say, but those tangents are still fun to follow. Speaking of a tangent real quick. Hey, remember how every time Hi. you come over, I'm a I'm very. still right in front of you. You don't I, need to say hey. I'm a very gracious host. <laughs> And I always offer you Coca-Colas mm-hmm. and whatever I have in my fridge and things like I'm that. I'm a very gracious podcaster, and I try my best to burp not on mic. That's true. Are you going to what, what else is that other Taco Bell thing you got over I, there? That's, I've been smelling it this whole recording session, and so you went to pee, so I decided to eat some Taco Bell. No, no, I'm good with that. It's what's really the, cold. What's the other thing is what I'm asking. What's your one you haven't opened up? Why do I have it? What? What is the other Taco Bell item in which you have not opened up from it itself? It's the same thing this thing is. What is that? It is a beefy nacho griller. Are you planning on eating that soon? Yeah. No, the loose one, or the wrapped one still. Yeah. Oh. Probably. Okay, never mind then. Are you going to give it away to a listener? No. What is the point of this? I thought that you might offer it to me, considering I always offer you Coca-Colas and things of such you nature. You could have just said, hey, can I have that beefy nacho griller? No, it seems nacho. a little awkward now. Oh, nope, it seems a little... Does it have, it at your face. Does it have sour cream on it? does not. I would not eat sour cream at Taco Bell. So we're on the same page. Were you really going to eat this? I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I'm totally going to eat it right That's now, because I basically asked for That's it. That's fine. So, I'm giving it to you. Uh... Out of the goodness of your heart or because I put you in an awkward corner? Both. <laughs> I'm eating it right now. Uh, at first, very confused. Like, kid mowing the lawn, and I'm thinking, oh, is this like the lawnmower man? It's weird. And then he runs over a cat, and that's super weird. And then there's like, nope, this is an accident that happened, but I can't look at that lawnmower anymore. So sell the lawnmower for two tires and a tank of gas. And... Uh, then we'll, we'll go on a big journey to, to hire out this lawn. Because apparently no one mows lawns there. No, nobody. It's impossible to find someone to mow their lawn. Yeah. And so, okay, this is where I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for the vampire? Or the werewolf, we said, right? <laughs> Did you? No, I thought that was, that was in the, the other one. <laughs> that is in the other one, you're right. Okay, so is the naked guy Pan... Or is Pan his boss? Pan is his boss. Okay. Because at one point, they show hooves. Yes, they do. But they never... Sh- I couldn't tell if they, the, the, if they were attached to Naked Guy, or if just 
random hooves were around. I didn't put that much thought into it, if I was to be honest. But I get what <laughs> you're saying. I was just I was envisioning it as Pan showed up and killed him. Yeah, that's what I was getting. So there's a distinct theme here, which is I think you look at films way deeper than I do. <laughs> Okay. To a fault. Like, I'm well aware that I feel like I look at things on surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're talking about, like, if you're seeing somebody as pan and things like that. Right. And I listen to, to different podcasts and things like that where people talk about things that are way deeper, like themes and overarching elements and what symbolizes what. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't see that at all. I can totally <laughs> see it once people do it. But at the beginning, like, at the surface level, I'm just like, nope, he's got a frying pan. <laughs> And he's putting he's putting an egg in that. That does not symbolize anything. I don't understand how that could be drugs. I don't know what they're talking about. What is wrong with me as a film viewer? Like, I watch a lot of movies, man. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like that's my thing. I love film. That's why we have a podcast right now, right? right? Why do I not see that stuff? Do you just like, I mean, maybe you just like movies to turn off your brain. That's certainly why I. If watch, that's the case, that's why, why I play video games? That's, if that's I the case, why do we there. talk about this? Like, why am I? Why am I spending so much time? Because we're both nerds. Do you and know that's how much? Do. do you know how much of my life I have spent thinking about Lawnmower Man? Okay. Seriously, if I had spent this much time thinking about climate change or cancer, <laughs> everyone would be living at seventy degrees everywhere in the world, and no one would have cancer right now. That's the amount of time that I've spent my time thinking about Lawnmower Man, and I'd never thought about Pan on the Lawnmower Man short. Okay, first of all, to show that you've never thought about climate change, everything being seventy degrees would be bad for the planet. <laughs> but point proven, I win. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I win. <laughs> But to be fair, like I am, I am nowhere near where a lot of people are, where maybe I even want to be. Um, yeah, I look a little deeper, but I feel like I don't, I barely scratch the surface on a lot of things. But it, that's part of my enjoyment of movies. It's trying to break them down as, as works of art and act as works of, I don't know, like the same way you look at literature and. Like, oh, I don't that, look at literature at all. You're like, oh, that's a good story, but also, what does it mean? You know, the extent of my good stories are the top ten mullets in horror history. That's my <laughs> literature, for the record. Shout out to John <laughs> Squires, Freddie in Space. Thank you for that article. How's that beefy nacho girl or te- treating you though? I'm really just excited to pause it so we can stop <laughs> recording, so I can take my next bite. Anyway, naked guy eats grass. That is the short version of this. Naked guy eats grass. Which, and, and rodent. And rodent. Which this, for me, I've not read or listened to a Stephen King full novel. Uh, that's that's not true. I listened to uh, uh, Richard uh, Bachman, whatever he wrote as, an old one that he did. But for a while I lived uh, far away from my family, so I had long drives. And one of the ways that I passed a lot of that time was I would buy cheap audiobooks mm-hmm. and one of them was a bunch of Stephen King short stories why in the hell is it necessary for me to tell you when I listen to this why would I go through the point of explaining why I was listening to audiobooks or when I listen to this because we're just two people having a conversation and you want to talk about I'm bad at having a con- I'm bad at having a conversation maybe why would it be necessary for me to tell you number one you know that I lived away from my family for a while yes 
Why would I need to reference something obscurely to the audience? The, I, yeah. That's asinine. Why would I do that? I mean, that? to be fair, you could have been like, hey, I had a long commute, so I did books on tape. Even then, why do I need to justify? I think what I'm trying to do here is like justify <laughs> why I'm an asshole, why? ignorant motherfucker who doesn't read. Why? Well, unless it's on the toilet. Why was I wasting my time on books? Well, it was all I could consume. But I say that, but if I do have time, I'm sure not watching that. I'm watching, I'm re-watching Ernest Scared Stupid for the <laughs> thousandth time in my life. There's yeah. so many. Do you know? All right. So here, I was kind of compiling in my head things that I have not seen. I have never seen Casablanca, mm-hmm. Ro- any of the Rocky movies, okay. Die Hard, okay, um, and a million others. I have not seen Casablanca but, of those. But I have seen Ernest Scared Stupid a I, all right, let me th- be conservative about this. A realistic number, mm-hmm. 30 times. That's not bad. So I'm trying to justify that, like why I need, why I'm not reading this book. I'm listening to it on audio tape. Like you just, called, I'm an idiot. You just called me the film snob, but I've never seen Casablanca. I've never seen The Godfather. I think I just said it wrong. But I've... Are we fighting over who's dumber right now? Maybe. But I've seen basketball, like, probably 20 to 30 times. I don't know why, but whatever I love that movie. To, whatever happened to Squeak, the actor? I never uh, saw him in anything else. He was He's in a lot of the movies that Matt and Trey are in, but then, like, barely anything else. Like, I think he was on, like, an episode of Law and & Order, and that's about it. Hmm. I always saw him as like he could definitely be he like was a char- he could be a character actor. I would have thought one hundred percent. He is hilarious, and like the fact that he's just like a little dude, like totally plays into that character actor. Like, oh, we need we need a little dude. Let's hire. Uh, I was gonna say Diedrich squeak, Bader. Squeak. It's not Diedrich Bader. Who's Diedrich Bader? Then? Diedrich Bader is the guy from. Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> He Should wore, I edit this? He no. Let's let's do this. We're doing it live. He was in uh, Drew Carey show. He. Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He one of my favorite roles. How does that? He's not a little guy. What are you talking about? No. I want to say Dietrich Bader is his name, but it's not. I know his name, and it's it's something like that. But Diedrich Bader is stuck in my head, and I know that's not him. Earlier, we said this is going to be a two-hour podcast. This is so gonna we be said a, it was going to be a seven-hour podcast. This is going to be an eight-hour podcast <laughs> while you try to figure out who Squeak is not Derek Bader. He is someone else that is not Derek Bader. Dietrich Bader. Dietrich Bader. That's not a name. <laughs> if the rest of his novelizations are anything like these shorts that I, that I heard, holy shit. They were not good because <laughs> Naked Guy Eats Grass sounds is it was a terrible listen. <laughs> not a great short. Like j- just as a concept, I don't get it at all. It, it like my last my last note here is just weird. That was it. Just the word weird. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a little disturbing as a tiny little part of an idea. Like if you were to have. One scene in a movie where somebody's going crazy and they look out and see somebody naked eating grass. Yeah. But that's your entire concept. Yeah. That it seems a little thin to me. Can we just talk about how big of assholes we are saying that you've sold some of the most books in history, but fuck you, your thing's shit. How many podcast downloads does Stephen King have? Uh... I, I don't know. Well, I can tell you officially we have more than him at this point. Okay. We are into the dozens of downloads at, at this least. point. 
And Stephen King doesn't have a podcast. Are you, are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you actually did some research this time. I mean, I'm saying that that I've never heard of him having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty. So he, he could have hundreds. I mean that if he does, I'll buy a Stephen King novel. I I'm pretty. I'm I'm of the utmost confidence. Utmost confidence that if he had a podcast. I've never sought that out, but it would have showed up within the circles in which I reside. Okay. Uh, but we did just shit on Stephen King. And can I say, I read his book on writing, which is obviously is about writing as a technique. And it's full of like really good advice and things that actually I think made me a, a better writer back when that was a thing I wanted to pursue. Okay, I disagree with you. I don't think we shit on Stephen King at all. I think we said... He did something that was not as good as something else. And any right any writer that you can come up with, you will find another thing that someone else did better. That's all we said. I don't think we shit on him at I all. I feel like you're being an us apologist right now. I'm not apologize. I will still say Stephen King did not write as good of a short story as the Stephen King film ended up being. All right. The end. Punctuation mark. Done. Decreed. Yeah. So the whole point of doing that was not necessary, but it was because I wanted that basis mm-hmm. for like, all right, this is what the short story is. And then you have the Lawnmower Man, the movie. Which is not that at all. No. Not at all. No. So being... Not, not at all. So whether or not you think one is better than the other is doesn't matter. But Stephen King or Creed, this movie doesn't have anything to do with his short story in the slightest. And he ended up suing to get his name taken off of it and <laughs> won a bunch of money. Yeah. But the thing for me is one more man movie is way better of a concept and execution than his than his, what he did. 100%. But, yes. but, but you can't argue that it... Like, I feel like they owed him money for improving on his idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or I said that backwards. backwards. He, he, he owed them money, money yes. for improving on his idea. Yeah. But that's not the way really it works because. No. So you can't blame him at all for, for trying to get a little piece if he saw it. But, um, yeah, I was really interested. I felt like this this is one that I had no idea. I knew kind of going into Green Inferno, what you'd think. Had an idea that you might respect Cannibal Holocaust, even if you didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that the fly everybody loves. This one was a genuine question. I didn't know what to expect from you, and I still really don't. Okay. Uh, so should I? Should we just go into it, or should I just it. be like, "Here's my overall opinion," and it, then we'll go into detail? Give me your overall opinion, so I know where you're coming from. If you're coming from Stephen Pile of Garbage, or I'm getting a lawnmower man tattoo on my forehead, uh, where do you fall in between there? Um, middle to forehead. Uh, I, I I liked it. I, I really liked it. It's definitely a product of its time, a movie of its time. But overall, I I enjoyed it. I felt I I thought it was weird that doing this on a horror podcast didn't. So so I think at this point there's a considerable amount of silence, Justin. So give me your overarching thoughts on Lawn Mower Man. So I think the thing that I said was I really liked it, and that still holds true. Uh, having you said it was a product of its time, it's definitely a product of its time, and I think the the we we talk more about the graphics later. I honestly don't know if we got that or if that's lost. Also, 
Um, but I think that the story holds up, the concept holds up, and that uh, this could have been, this could have been so bad, right? This could have been so bad. Look at the short. Like again, I'm not trying to shit on well, Stephen King, yeah. but look at the short. The short, in, sh- in short, wasn't good. No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the short. The short was totally forgettable. Totally, it shouldn't have been made into a feature. No, and why? I don't know. Other than the birdbath joke, why they needed to license Stephen King's novel for this? So movie? they could say it was a Stephen King movie. Maybe. That's but, why I mean really let's be, let's be honest this is in the mid 1990s Stephen mm-hmm. King was the man. Yeah. I mean he was coked out of his mind. He was writing <laughs> a you know I'm not yeah. exaggerating two or three novels a year yeah. which were being adapted into films. Mm-hmm. That's why they needed to do it. They took anything that they could get to put his slap his name on and immediately turned into revenue because he was and really is the man. I mean for as much stuff, I think I may even go on later to talk about things that I don't enjoy from that I've heard from him. Mm-hmm. You can't argue with, with his output at all. No. So, I'm, so that's like, why I'm, they that's nerd, why they I'm did that. I'm very excited that the Dark Tower is is. I don't know anything about. The, I don't know anything about the Dark they're ma- Tower. They're making that into. I'm pretty sure it's a, a series of yeah, movies. Yes, I've okay, it might I've be a mini that. series, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a series of movies. Yep, you're absolutely right. I meant as far as the actual novels. Oh, the only thing I know about that is that they floated around my house forever because my mom used to read them. Yeah, which which in hindsight, this is a fun fact. I think I blame slash credit my mom for my horror things because there were mm-hmm. Stephen King's novels all over my house constantly. So, have you ever seen the cover to It? The book or the movie? The book. I don't think so. So the book cover is a paper boat in a sewer grate with a monster hand coming out. And That's I just remember I just remember sitting and staring at that and just kind of imagining what it could have been yeah. and and the stand. Have you ever seen the cover for the stand, the book? Mm-mm. It's like a man and a demon with like a, a Sith and a sword or something like that, just kind of getting ready in mid battle. And that's all it is, this tiny little image on this huge book. Yeah. And I just remember sitting and looking at those and any image that I can conjure was of course more terrifying than I could ever imagine that mm-hmm. it actually was in the film. In that sense, I don't think made sense if you write it down, but you get what I'm trying to say. No, by the way, did you just say Sith instead of Scythe? I think it's Sith. <laughs> I, you're thinking of Star Wars. <laughs> you're right, I am. I'm not even a Star <laughs> Wars guy, and I'm thinking of Star Wars. That's awesome. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think that's like a that's a cultural sub that's a cultural word. Yeah, I think that you culture. hear the word Sith way more than Scythe. Um, but my point is, I'm not taking any credit away from Stephen King. I think mm-hmm. this is completely true. Uh, and I don't know how I started this tangent talking about Stephen King as a it's child. Okay. We'll wrap it up, and then <laughs> we will say that yes, I really do like the movie. Um, and, uh, this is the part where I just stutter. Uh, so again, I, I don't think it needed the Stephen King label. Um, God, I just keep saying, um, I feel like a fucking idiot. Here's a, here's a spoiler for me. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Lawnmower Man. I think, so this is, we haven't talked about this at all. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hash it out on mic right now. Okay. We need some sort of this a. It's gonna re- go great. We need some sort of a remake me Hall of Fame. Okay. Or something like that. So I don't know if we automatically like one of us just decides it's in the Hall of Fame, whether we both have to agree it's on the Hall of Fame, 
whether we have people that appear on the podcast vote, whether we have listeners vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. But regardless, we can work this out later. Lawnmower Man, a thousand percent, is my very first nominee for the Hall of Fame for Remake Me. And my very first entry would be Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> so. And I will not let Lawnmower Man go in without Lawnmower Man 2. All right, they're a pair. So we'll, we'll, we will come up with, with the rules for how something gets inducted. And we will make I'm sure sh- those rules focus around the fact that Lawnmower Man and Lawnmower Man 2 are already in the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> we just are. thought of it and it's there. Yeah. They're there. So Jeff Fahey and... Who's the guy? Who's the character? The Max Headroom guy. Max I don't Headroom. remember his name. Yes. Those two guys, I'm sure, are anxiously awaiting our results of our mm-hmm. Hall of Fame induction. Yes. But, uh, spoiler, Justin's okay with Lawnmower Man. I cannot begin to express to you the deep and passionate love that I have for it. The, hopefully you hear if it's saved later in the podcast. So, spoiler, but the very first thing that I come back and say is how sexy the mentally retarded Jeff Fahey is in the movie is what I'm getting ready to say as soon as we get back. What, what could have possibly been the conversation leading up to me talking about my homosexual feelings for a 40-year-old mentally retarded man? I believe the context we were talking about was how creepy is it that she was trying to seduce the mentally handicapped i think that's the conversation we're getting ready to have we haven't okay. listened to it yet but this is just so me diving. Just probably another instance of you be like yeah men are sexy <laughs> as you check know, out my wife as but you men know are happens. sexy as you know that happens so i think we skipped over the beginning of the film which is that there's a gorilla yes uh, no no no. i'm sorry a chimpanzee. chimpanzee a chimpanzee that's been having cyber uh I'm sorry. Like virtual VR, reality. I believe we talked about it's uh, like ev- what every parent thinks video games are and do to kids. Yes. That's basically what happens. Yes. Um, and then Pierce Brosnan uh, hooks up with his lawnmower man. That He hooks up with him? No, that's what the neighbor ends up doing. <laughs> he ends up utilizing him to continue the experiment. I feel like that he only started, happened in your brain. He started, and it may be in your slash fiction. <laughs> he started... Uh, th- why is there not lawnmower man fiction fan fiction there right is now? i can i can say without doubt there is having seen none of it i know that the internet exists there is fan fiction and there might be fahey bronson slash fiction is fan fiction what percentage of it is sexual so slash is a whole subgenre of fan fiction slash fiction and that is where you take two characters that generally don't get it on and you're like i wanted these two characters to get it on so i'm gonna write a situation where these two characters get it on if i were you i felt how confidently you said that mm-hmm. i would have put a disclaimer in like i think or i've heard but you definitely said that confidently you I, know about this right now like so there's no degree you didn't throw any dis- degree of disclaimer in there you said this is what this is trust right. me as sure, so, as sure as tomorrow is Saturday, I know this is what sexual fan fiction is. Slash fiction. So, not only do like I know about the internet, but I did date a girl briefly who was really into the show Supernatural. And so in the show Supernatural, the two main characters, uh, Dean and uh, Sam. Don't care. Dean and Sam Winchester. This is important. 
Dean and Sam Winchester, they're brothers, and they fight supernatural shit. So what she was into was a type of slash fiction called Wincest, which was all about the two brothers fucking. And so she consumed a lot of it. She wrote some of it. It was weird. So that's where a lot of my knowledge comes from, other than general osmosis from the internet. The silence that you're getting ready to hear is me figuring out how to try to silently escort Justin out of the house after (laughs) hearing that he has a a peripheral degree of incest fan fiction. (laughs) What? Oh my God. Wincest. It's called Wincest. Can't believe give it, it. <laughs> give it the reverence it deserves. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. So you're saying, the, all right? So let's take this They're back like, to Lawnmower here's Man. Here's two hot guys. Let's take this. Let's back. make them fuck. <laughs> let's take this. That's that's what let's the ladies this, want. Let's take this back to Lawnmower Man. So you're saying, with a degree of confidence, mm-hmm. that if I look for it, mm-hmm. there's fan fiction in which Job, played by Jeff Fahey, has sex with Lawrence. I am saying who I, is is Pierce Brosnan. I'm saying I can guarantee there is fan fiction, and that I will say that there is probably a coin flip's chance of there being slash fiction involving the Fahey and Brosnan Bronson characters. Do you think that Brosnan. any of this would progress the story? Because I never thought that I'd be interested in this, uh-huh. but if it progresses the lawnmower, I love Lawnmower Man so much. If I have to put it up with a sex scene mm-hmm. between Larry and Job, right? I will do it. To but learn there's some more revelation in there that you that you want to know. I, you never I, knew you wanted to know it, but I you do, need it now. I, I do want to know it. Fun fact. So I don't think I discussed it in this. The the director of Lawnmower Man. Mm-hmm. For years and still currently, and this is the time to get it done, is working on a sequel slash remake of Lawnmower Man, huh? Called La- called Lawnmower Man Reborn, which if there was ever a time to make a virtual reality movie, oh yeah, it is right now. Like I am so excited about. It. If this were to go on Kickstarter, yeah, I would literally give it dozens of dollars to dozens. try to get it to try to get it made, right. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am that I live in a world in which there might be a third film in the Lawnmower Man series. I'm just excited because before this episode was recorded, I did not know that the world included Lawnmower Man 2, and now I do, so I'm internally grateful to you. <laughs> you say internally grateful? I said eternally. Uh, I may have fucked it up. I think you said internally. All right, well, I'm also internally and externally grateful to you. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. When the woman is seducing Job, who definitely gets sexier as the movie progresses. He wears... He does the thing where the librarian takes off her glasses and lets her hair down. Right. So he was always the super hot guy, but you just never knew because he, he was... He was wearing overalls. He was wearing overalls and his hair was messy. I, I kind of want to go on that point is... The middle third of this movie is just Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan, like, dueling bare chests. Like, for no reason. <laughs> just, oh, I've got my shirt off now. And then Pierce Brosnan's like, oh, I need a scene where I can get my shirt off. I'll tell you what, though. I appreciated this. I know I thought it. I don't know if we talked about it. Did we talk in during the fly about how both 
scientists were like suiting up the whole time, like they were wearing suits and ties. Pierce Brosnan looked like a real dude that was actually doing the scientific stuff in his basement. Like he was oh, yeah. wearing shorts and a t-shirt or no shirt. At one point he is wearing a collared shirt and then on top of that, a sweatshirt with the collar sticking out. <laughs> Which is how I do my scientific breakthrough studies <laughs> exactly. in the basement. I mean, let's be honest. So I, I appreciated that part of it, but you're mm-hmm. right. There was definitely a degree of one-upsmanship with yeah. uh, with pectoral muscles. Like the, like it was in their contracts or there was like a whining on the set. Like, Pierce, I don't know why I can't. So for the longest time, all I can put together is that we were talking about the sexuality of Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan, right. which is hilarious because that's what you and I just talked about. Like we talked mm-hmm. about that in the re-recording. Yes. Predecessing. Having not listened to Having not re-listened we, we to it. And then we started talking about the sexuality of Pierce Brosnan and Jeff Fahey. Yes. What is I think, And then we missed we got they cut it got cut all the probably actual legitimate conversation we had about uh is it right that she was starting to seduce someone <laughs> whom she thought was mentally retarded but it just came back to us talk, ogling Pierce Brosnan and Jeff yeah. Fahey like this is the fan fiction that we're talking about yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is us talking about it i don't understand how long did we possibly talk about I don't know pectoral muscles and things like that? The fa- all the fan I, all the fan fiction that exists, I think we just created. <laughs> I have so far have found a, uh, a fan fiction entitled "The Lawnmower Man," but it's a twenty-four fan fiction. What do you mean? Oh, the show twenty-four. What does that have to do with Lawnmower Man? That does the title of the fan fiction. Oh, okay. There's also a Lawnmower Man. That's the username of a guy who writes a lot of fan fiction. But yeah, no, I haven't found any fan fiction. I'm I'm severely disappointed. Internet, get your shit together. Yeah, come where on. Are where are you right now? Justin promised. Do do we have to do we have to be the, the people that put this onto the internet? Are we are we the people that need to put this on the internet? I think we might have a social obligation in which to do so. Did did we just did we just make a mistake? I think did, that might. Did be we a, just promise to do a thing? And now we have to do it. I think that might be a bonus ode. In which you bonus and I sewed? a bonus ode, a boner ode, because <laughs> this has already been a boner ode. <laughs> in which you and I come up with competing erotic fan fiction about Job and Larry. Okay, and we vote to see. We read who, them aloud. We on read air. them on air, and we whoever gets the most votes. Is, do we have go who by who gets the most votes? Do we have a we have to have some sort judge? of bet? We need to think about this, and then and then okay. Bring so it back. by the end of the episode, we mm-hmm. will have an actual bet in place yes. for the rules and things, and we will have. It's one of the few things we won't we won't put on air. And yes, make you listen to our trudging thoughts. No, but by the end of this episode, you will mm-hmm. find out exactly what we are doing, how we are doing it, and what the stakes are. Right. That is she gonna take advantage of the mentally challenged? And like, is that is that how we get boobs in this movie? Is that taking advantage? Yes, one hundred percent. If you're mentally if you're mentally challenged, you you I don't think if you don't have the concept of that, there's no way you can. Con- this is this is totally on topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll, you'll see where this goes. Okay. I, I had a hernia surgery last summer. Did you also get a lobotomy? No. 
No. Okay. Um, I had half my vocabulary removed, though. <laughs> so so um, I'm there. I'm stuck in the hospital for a day or two. There's 10 channels on TV, and there was like this marathon. It's the only thing that I ended up being able to stomach or at least watch for a little bit. And it was a, it was a, like an adult group home. Mm-hmm. And so uh, group home is the wrong word because they didn't live there. It was like a place where they went and hung out all day, like a rec area yeah. that they would go to. So and it, it very much felt like. Okay. So we just cut off what I feel is a gem of a story that cannot be lost to time. <laughs> Without this isn't even my story. Like, it's me regurgitating a reality TV show story. Yeah, that's why I'm building it up. So when it's shit, then <laughs> good. I look like yeah, the asshole. Exactly. That's what I do here. <laughs> that sounds fair. So here is a great story by Russ. Oh, awesome. So I had a hernia surgery. I was surgery. A surgery, and I was hernia. I was stuck watching reality TV on the. 12 channels, the basic cable that the hospital had. And it was a story about a group of Down syndrome, early 20 somethings that had a like group home slash rec area that they would go visit. And it was the same thing. They were dealing with the same thing that every 20 year old people deal with, which is what? Pussy. Yes. <laughs> right. So all young, all 20 year old young people deal with pussy. So, so it was basically this, just them dating. So this, it's this inner circle of 10 people and they're all inner dating each other and they break up and they date things like that. And the most heartbreaking slash hilarious slash sad, whatever emotion you can come up with moment was this girl went to this guy and said, Hey, I've got a crush on you. I really want to date you. I think you're cute. Blah, 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 blah. And this gentleman, early 20-something man with Down syndrome, looks at her in the eyes and says, and I'm not going to do a voice because that would be inappropriate. That would be making fun. That's not the goal here. But he looks at her and says, I don't want to date a girl with Down syndrome. And she looks at him and says, that's not nice. And that's the entire story right there. I told you it was a gem. You the, didn't lie. The thing is that uh, I've, I think I, I think this has become a meme. I realize that now. I think this has become a meme, so I think I know exactly what you're referencing. What you just saw, I think it has become an internet meme. In which case, that makes me feel worse <laughs> because the internet is terrible. The internet is terrible, but it's also lovely. You said she was taking advantage of him. She would be. Yes. Okay. But At luckily, but luckily, he was he was smartened up by then. Does she know that? Does that no. make it better? If you no. think you're sleeping with somebody that's 15, but they're actually 18, does that make it better? <laughs> no, it's still weird and gross. <laughs> but I, as the observer, felt better about it. So much of this podcast, it seems like we're talking about sex and what? inappropriate <laughs> sex. You just referenced it. Or what the I fuck d- was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what the context old, for that was. But then so far we've talked so much about, I don't understand when what's When did we talk about Lawnmower Man? <laughs> we've not talked about Lawnmower Man so far at all. We've only been talking about sex. I don't, yeah, I guess we were particularly horny this night or something. <laughs> it's, it's particularly horny for Jeff Fahey. <laughs> he, he looked... 
He was all shaved and stuff in that movie, I suppose. But seriously, <laughs> we're talking about it still. He took his shirt off a lot. <laughs> I don't understand. When did we talk about it? Yeah, I don't know. I Did you just cut me off again? No. Okay, good. Because he does that a lot. He keeps, <laughs> he keeps, he keeps, he has that trigger finger ready to cut me off. <laughs> what I say is important. When I'm done talking, it's, it's done. done. So I can't let it slip by that your phone rang. <laughs> and then <laughs> you almost took out the whole <laughs> podcast again. You almost took out all the, <laughs> the stuff we've just recorded. Just almost wound up on the floor and lost forever. I was running. <laughs> I was running to my phone. Is it- Apparently, you decided to wrap seven cords just around your foot. <laughs> Where do you keep them? How many phone calls do you get eleven and thirty a night? Really? I mean, I felt I, like it was important. I get it could have been important, but it, maybe look down. It wasn't important. By the I way. know it's tough to look past your belly, but just look down every now and then. <laughs> it wasn't important. Hey. It wasn't important either. <laughs> that rush that almost deleted our commentary <laughs> was not important at all. It was an Elf on the Shelf related phone call. <laughs> it was an Elf on the Shelf. It was absolutely Elf on the Shelf related. <laughs> This podcast is not about Lawnmower Man. No, it's not. I just realized that, and I think maybe that's why it was my favorite episode. How, what? When you were watching a 14 news movie that was 14 have sex with somebody? Yes. Oh, okay. Just so we're, we're ironing that out. No, but me as the movie, like I was as the movie watcher, I was cringing, and then he got more time in VR before, and then went shirtless. So you, you knew he he was also exuding those pheromones and was like let's do this yeah he definitely was um but it was definitely still like it had my mind going trying to figure out because you're not going to blame Job at all in the slightest but you have to question her we're still talking about Again. sex. Why? We're still talking about we're Jeff Fahey t- being shirtless. I know you just listened to 10 seconds, Why? five seconds of Why? nothing. But we're back. <laughs> but Why? we can't. Why? We can't let it go. Why is this What the fuck? Why are we so- <laughs> I just, I'm crying. I don't know how much of this is about us talking about that? <laughs> Why do people listen to this? <laughs> we, this is... <laughs> Why are we still talking about how, how they're shirtless and exerting what, what, pheromones? What the fuck was wrong with us? <laughs> and this is what we thought. This is a movie that I enjoyed and that you love. <laughs> and we just, and we just talk about people's pecs and their muscles. Uh, <laughs> this is another scene where he was shirtless. I just wanted to point that out because uh, it's my favorite scene because he was shirtless. And... And we said this was one of our best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> How bad does this suck when you're listening to? If we said this was the best. <laughs> um, so you, you touched a little bit about the 1992 thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think about these graphics? Because virtual reality is sort of the whole point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you said at the very beginning. This is what's going to be feeding the future. Every time that they're actually in VR... I think it looks all right, knowing that it's 1992. What makes me cringe is all the like computer interfaces that they have, like the little game that Joe plays of matching the things at the beginning. It's like very obviously like Mac OS right. eight yep. OS seven, and the uh, <laughs> it always made me laugh whenever he's sitting in front of the 
computer with the little rec- the huge recording icon recording his audio diaries. Yeah. And it's just like the entire screen just says recording with a blinking red light. <laughs> that might be for us, though, too. I understand. I 100% understand it, and it always made me laugh. So I think we said that I referenced the thing which you've seen before, and we mm-hmm. referenced it with the fly. I think any time you are making a film and you have futuristic computers, you just need to try to not show it. Yeah. Because before too long, you're going to realize that no matter what we think it's going to look like, we're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fly, the thing, you're right with this, those actual interfaces. When they're in VR, you, you put into that perspective that this is 1992. And I'm watching this, and obviously I'm seeing this knowing like this is a cartoon. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was super interested. So what I, I remember watching this when I was really little. Like this is, I would watch cartoons, Lawnmower Man. Okay? Yeah, same thing. So I called my mom. It's like 10 o'clock at night whenever I'm watching this. Hey, remember one more? She's like, yeah, we rented that on a Sunday afternoon. We all watched it in the living room. Okay, okay. Do you remember any of the uh, the scenes with the computer animation? I said, no, I don't remember anything about it at all. You remember what day of the <laughs> week we rented it and how we watched it, but you don't remember anything about it? Nope. So she was no help, so I had to go to Google. <laughs> so I Googled, actually went to Rotten Tomatoes and read an original review from it, mm-hmm. trying to see what they thought of it. And the review that I read read was from Variety, so it's a pretty trusted, established name. Yeah. And to summarize what the review was, it was basically like a lackluster story made up for with fantastic displays of graphics. And I think that's the exact opposite of me. Like, I feel like it's a phenomenal story, an awesome concept that gets to be, we forgive the graphics that we're looking at that are definitely dated. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, fantastic's maybe a strong word, but I would agree. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie, and the graphics are very 1992. And like, I I, I thought it was funny. Um, you thought what was I think funny? Funny isn't the right word. I thought it was fun. I just that's a better word. Yeah, I did the opposite of MC Fiverr, and I extended a word that I shouldn't have. <laughs> the uh... MC Fiverr callback. Woo! Just wanted. To... Is that really what you had me pause this shit for? <laughs> No, but I wanted to start with that. Uh, I'm I'm currently looking for Lawnmower Man fan fiction. You're still going on this. I'm still oh looking God. for Lawnmower Man fan fiction. And, uh, we are going to make the first. I like almost hope you don't find anything so we can I find the first. I haven't yet, but I did find this, which is called Lawnmower Man. I don't know what it is a fan fiction of, but I just wanted to read you an excerpt. Okay. This is the quality of, of fiction that we need to rise above we need to we need to be at this level or higher so this doesn't have anything to lo- do with lawnmower man but you're finding homosexual erotica written fan this, fiction this is this isn't homosexual unfortunately okay so clive barker won't be into it he smoked softly wait 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 wait. yes i feel like that might have been clive barker might have been the butt of that joke and i can't begin to, no. you, i don't even think you've seen a clive barker movie but I can't begin to explain how much Clive Barker is not the butt of that joke. He's not. Just making sure that we're on the same page. He wasn't here. the butt of that joke. Okay. I was just saying it's not gay, so. Thus Clive Barker. Thus Clive Barker wouldn't be into it. Because he also, is. it's not good, so I assume Clive Barker wouldn't be into it also. But I just enjoy bad things and want to share them with you. Go right ahead. He smoked softly, which, by the way, should be the word spoke. And low with a hint of victory in his voice. I could just settle. I could just settle for a kiss, you know, if my person offends you so much. 
Michelle leaned in, and as carefully as she could, without any part of her touching any part of him, she kissed him lightly. And then he proceeded to pour the then proceeded to pour the entire contents of her large iced tea onto his head. Which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be iced tea. <laughs> she <laughs> she had turned and made a break for it, but not before earning a swift smack on the ass with her now wet and, from her now wet and sticky husband. When they both finally made it to the shower an hour later, Michelle was just as sticky as he was. <laughs> so that's the quality that we have to meet or exceed. I feel so confident right now. Like I was actually <laughs> I was actually a little bit nervous with what I was gonna be able to pull together. Yeah. But I feel, you feel better exceedingly now? confident right now that I can make a sticky tea analogy <laughs> to what we've got there. There's also there's a few video games based off of this movie, which always blew my mind, um, because I didn't understand how you that. So I watched the YouTube video of people playing like the Super Nintendo version of Lawnmower Man. Okay. Uh, definitely made me not want to play it because it's just it's a Super Nintendo game. As a kid, I played the hell out of the Super Nintendo version of Judge Dredd. Is it anything like Judge Dredd? I've never seen Judge Dredd. No, you've never the seen origin- Judge Dredd. No, or the remake. That should be that. It should it's, be it's not really horror, but is Lawnmower Man really horror? There's gore. Is Lawnmower so. Man or Lawnmower Man two really horror? This I mean, is... right on the front it says the hottest science fiction films. So, <laughs> while we're talking about the cover, mm-hmm. I got to come back to the, the Super Nintendo thing. Don't let me forget. But while we're talking about the cover, you pointed this out when you were looking at this, trying to assess what it was. Mm-hmm. The cover of both films has the exact same image. It has Job as a lawnmower pushing the mower on number two, right. which is a different actor in number two. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but, but my point, which we started talking about the cover, I couldn't get it. The other thing that I want to point out about that, both discs of the DVD feature that they have in uh, animated menus. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that on there. They, that's one yeah. of the selling features on the back of the DVD, that they have animated menus. And and the, the funny point, the funny thing about that is they're five years apart. I think One More Man was 1997. The DVD and the other one is 2002, I believe. What the hell is happening right there? Are we lifting weights? Are we packing boxes? Are we moving? We're, what are we pounding we're right there? We're being bad podcast hosts. I don't understand it. There's like pounding happening at that moment. Do you literally not get it? Or are you just trying to be funny? Because I can't tell sometimes. I, well, I, I assume like I'm setting my notes down on the table or something like I'm I, lift, I have the two DVD covers in front of me and I'm lifting them up and slamming them down to see what year on the back that they were. I made. just envisioned you like slamming <laughs> them down out of a fit of anger or like a padded mallet. Like you're playing like whack-a-mole or something like that. That is the audio quality that we're dealing with. See, here's the problem. I assumed probably Dude, hold on, wait, wait, wait. you need to pause for a second and make sure you're not putting this on me right now. Go right ahead. I assumed probably poorly that we were recording out of the microphones that we're speaking into. <laughs> the ones that we're hearing out of? Yes. The ones that we hear in our ears? Wrong. Nope. We were recording out of, spoiler alert for the sixth episode intro. <laughs> the random. We were recording out of <laughs> the, 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 laptop. the laptop mic. <laughs> That's so stupid. We're retarded. Wait. <laughs> We've got hundreds of dollars of worth of materials, and we've got a laptop sitting between us that we're recording off of, but and you're pounding DVDs on the ground as you're looking at the pictures <laughs> of them. 
Like a little kid. By the way, I just want to say, throughout this whole episode, we made very... We tiptoed very carefully, carefully, and always said like mentally challenged. We never. And said I just described myself as retarded, <laughs> so obviously I don't have a problem with the word. We're, we're scared that you do. Yeah, actually, I'm a little unappreciative of it because my wife works with mentally challenged te- people. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a degree in uh, special needs education, so right. she's definitely abolished that word from my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm being completely sincere, switching gears to being funny. Right. Because that's what we've been pretending to be so far. Mm -hmm. I think our generation, I'm 32, you're right at the same age, right? I am, I think, six days older than you. Okay. That's weird that you know my birthday. I Um, know everyone's (laughs) birthday. (laughs) That's weird. Everyone. So I feel like our generation is the last generation that used the word like retarded or gay. Right or fag to mean something that didn't mean something hate filled. I'm not, I'm not justifying it at all, but I feel like our generation is the last one that used those words to mean something as a bigger picture and not hate filled. Like they definitely have, I'm not advocating their use at all. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that I think when we were in high school, we used the word gay to mean stupid. Right. And I think, I think it's still done and it's still bad, but yeah, so there, there's another podcast that you, uh, I used to listen to called Never Not Funny. Don't. With don't, Jimmy Pardo. Don't. Yes. Don't. <laughs> don't. Reference podcasts that are better, more popular, <laughs> more established than us. They don't need your help, okay? Don't. So one of the conversations they had probably like six or seven years ago was uh, Jimmy. Oh, good. So you're rehashing yep. their seven-year-old conversation yep. and referencing Not my conversation. The conversation had on a podcast <laughs> that I listened to and went, I like things <laughs> and stuff. So, so should, Jimmy, should I start plugging the podcast that I like better than ours? Isn't not if they're currently... I don't know if Never... I'm sure Never Not Funny is still going. Isn't that a but, rule in like movies is you don't reference movies that are better than your own and you're breaking that on a podcast? I mean, right now every podcast is better than ours. We're we're, we're recording this because we're dumb. <laughs> I think right now is the perfect time That's to a talk good about point. podcasts that are better than ours. <laughs> Go ahead. So I concede. So Jimmy Pardo talks about. Uh, Why do I know that name? He's uh, an actor, right? He uh, yeah, he's a comedian. He uh, actually uh, does the crowd warm up for the Conan show. And has ever since it's been on TBS. Ah, there's got to be something else that I know him from. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Zoolander? <laughs> he is not I'm ashamed to admit it. Yes, he's not in it. But you know that gasoline fight Why? that they have. Hold on, so you shut up. The- I want to tell. I let me let me go down my path, and then we can. You can yell at me for it. If I if I knew, I was embarrassed to acknowledge Zoolander, let alone <laughs> like the warm up behind the scenes <laughs> acts of Zoolander. Go ahead, please. <laughs> this is my podcast partner, people. This is what I deal with. Go ahead. So, you know the, the fact that they have a gasoline fight in there? No. Okay. That's an iconic part of that movie, which, by the way, I will say that I hate that movie. But I think, know. I think the fact that color that colors that a little bit is that Jimmy Pardo and, embarrassed right Jimmy now. Pardo and Todd Glass recorded a skit of them having a gasoline fight in much the exact same way and it's circ- it's circled around Hollywood and Ben Stiller definitely saw it 
and I'm pretty sure definitely stole it. Wait a minute. So I'm calling out Ben Stiller right now. By call, hold on. So you're trying. But I'm already to get on a, a tangent of my tangent. You're trying to get a rub on our podcast based off of not even the deleted scene, but a peripheral scene based it's a on scene a behind in the, movie the that's kind of iconic scenes of somebody that somebody simulated in reference that somebody saw. Go go. The skit is now on YouTube. Go watch the skit. And Holy no, shit! Wait a minute. They got it on YouTube. It's pretty exclusive. But it predates YouTube. It was actually circulated on VHS tapes around Hollywood and just people ripping them and sent like actors and producers snuff, sending them around. There are snuff comedians. videos that predate YouTube, but it doesn't mean that I should go out and watch them and they're valid. Okay. <laughs> there are movies that exist. There are movies you have on your shelf that I don't think I should watch or are valid. <laughs> go ahead, anyway. So... <laughs> So this this is a tangent on a tangent Holy on a tangent. shit, what is happening? Lawnmower Man, just so, so everybody's reminded yeah. we're talking Eventually, about Eventually, we will get back to talking about Lawnmower Man. But the thing we're talking about, saying the word retarded, Jimmy Pardo talks about, uh, he, he was saying the word faggot. And he's like, I don't, I, you know, I don't mean it like gay or mean, I just mean it like in the school ground sense. And so, like, he would just kind of every now and then go, ah, shut up, faggot. And I think, like, eventually he kind of learned and had this epiphany or whatever that it doesn't matter how he's using it. It's how it is used in society to to be bad. And so he was, even though he wasn't trying to, he was still perpetuating that. And so, I don't know. I, like, really like the movie Tommy Boy. But I think I do need to wipe the, the word retarded out of my vocabulary. Um. Totally serious along the same note. Mm -hmm. I remember the last time I used the word gay Mm -hmm. to mean anything other than homosexual in a positive or descriptive sense. Positive or descriptive sense, exactly. And that was I was playing poker. This is probably 2005, 2006, maybe. Right in the poker room. Chris Moneymaker. So I'm playing poker at a friend's house. I've got a guy that I work with who happens to be gay thousand percent comfortable with this i like the guy blah 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 i end up getting taken out playing poker and as i'm walking away being angry that i'm taken out i say the words that was gay okay Mm -hmm. so this is just out of high school i'm still in the school ground uh vocabulary of the word gay and i'm meaning that was dumb um, somebody lucked out on me. Right. As I come face to face with this guy, as he's walking out of the bathroom, mm-hmm. who I like, who I have zero problem with. Right. I, you know who he is. I'll talk to you off mic about him. Mm-hmm. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, we worked with them together. Um, and I was a completely, but he didn't acknowledge it. He didn't say anything because I think he knew what I meant was right. that was dumb. Yeah. But immediately, I had that feeling in my stomach, like, this isn't what he deserves. Like, right. that doesn't make any sense to He may have played it off, but him. he may have actually hit, like had a visceral reaction. That was literally that. the last time. So, tw- 12 it, years ago at this point, I remember right. the last time that I used the playground version of the word gay. Right. And it sucks that, like, it, it wasn't until it hit home to you that you, like... 
Oh, I was complete, realize that I was completely wrong in that. I'm, I'm yeah. not putting no, but it wasn't until like it was like, oh, I may have hurt a person yes. that I know. Yes, and so that hurts me also. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So it took to that where you couldn't intellectually go, oh, I can foresee a case where this is that. So intellectually, I will take it out. But it is it's still good that it happened. Are we the gayest horror podcast in the world? We probably are. I mean, listen to this episode. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no one is listening right now. Why? Either that or everyone from Glad is listening. And like, <laughs> we're either like the nemesis of Glad and they hate us or they are hoisting us on their shoulders right now. Like, it's very difficult. We're listen. both very large gentlemen. There's a scene where it takes place inside of the virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Where they're like shooting the octagons, the multicolored octagons. Yeah. And it looks exactly like the film, man. Like, so my point is, is I don't understand how I'm not talking movie. I'm not even critiquing the critics because mm-hmm. I, I, I was there, but I don't remember 1992. But if they were pulling the same thing off on a Nintendo game, how could the movie have been that impressive? Well, the in 2000, I mean, in 2002, in the. My brain has decided to just stop working. Am I gasping for air right now? <laughs> it sounds like I... I don't was, know, but I just want to like go back in time and tell me to shut the fuck up. I feel like I was underwater all of a sudden. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't breathe. Why am I gasping for air? What, was I shoving food into my mouth? Why am I gasping for air? Probably. I don't, I don't understand. What were you saying about you? I... Uh, just to, I wanted to tell me to shut the fuck up. I tried to tell you to shut the fuck I up. Know, and but I know, but I had a full head of steam, apparently. <laughs> you kept going. So I guess we'll Anyway, Mode to- 7 was a chip <laughs> in the Super Nintendo. So if you're playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a parallel between the effects and you're explaining how those effects were created in the mid-1990s because you know, so you feel like you have to explain it. So in Final Fantasy, it was really cool because you, you would go out to the map and it'd be 3D, but then you'd go in and it'd be 2D, which is what you're used to. And so uh, when you went to the map, you're like, oh my God, and then the airship would show up. At least you can see what I feel like when I'm recording with you. I get it now. I, I hate myself. Thanks. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. We both hate you. In the SNES version, they're, they're sprites. It's They're 2D images, but... You know, they'd have the, it had the Mode 7 chip, and I don't know if Lawnmower Man would... <laughs> t- just so you know, you've descended into nursery territory that, that... It's not, it's, it's specifically SNES might know, but I don't know what that means. Okay, so if you ever had a SNES game that, that wasn't was like... wasn't me trying to have you explain it, that was trying to get me to move past the computer thing. You did the opposite. <laughs> I would should have just let me talk. Okay, so... 2D versus 3D. 3D is very difficult, and most of their stuff was all 3D. And a lot of uh, weird Illuminati symbols that I thought was pretty funny. I didn't catch any Illuminati stuff, but I don't really know about it, so... I'm, I'm pretty sure they have the like the eye in the triangle in the pyramid oh, at okay. one point. Okay, I could see that. Um, the uh, So, there's a sex scene. Okay, so before we talk about sex for the 112th time... What the fuck was I talking? 2D versus 3D Illuminati symbols? I, I feel like that. I, I tried to get you to stop. What I was, saw myself. 
what the fuck am I talking about Illuminati symbols? Did the Illuminati get into my brain and make no, me say things? I think that there were flashing symbols like when, so when Job is seeing things, right? We haven't, you and I haven't talked about Lawnmower Man at all in these, like, <laughs> no, we have not. These interstitials. We're just making fun of ourselves. We need to make, I feel like we just need a Lawnmower so, Man podcast. Okay, now. so I feel like we need to pause ourselves. So in between, what I think we're saying is like when Lon, when when Job is seeing like all these things that are feeding him information, mm-hmm. he's getting random symbols and things like that. So the right. the the, the director, the filmmakers are putting random symbols and things. So I think there are Illuminati symbols that you're trying that you're talking about, but you're also talking about the difficult. I'm starting to talk about the fact that the Nintendo. The Super Nintendo video game looks just like the the movie, and people were super impressed by the movie. So whatever you're trying to say is parallels between the fact that 3D is difficult, so give them a break, and Illuminati something. I say 2D, 3D. Justify, justify. You take a gulp of air, <laughs> and then I just talk about Illuminati, and I still don't understand it. I don't know what I was talking about. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you how much I love Lawnmower Man. This Lawn- movie's great. It. Hold on. So I feel like you've, in hindsight, you've taken a lot stronger stance pro Lawnmower Man than you were before. I I always reserve my my love of Lawnmower Man because I love Lawnmower Man too so much more. You love Lawnmower Man because you think it's a good movie or because you'd love to critique and talk about Lawnmower Man? I, th- I, th- I think it's a generally a good movie, and I did enjoy I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the graphics. I really did enjoy it. But Lawnmower Man 2 was way better. <laughs> so much better, you guys. You're still not talking about whatever you were talking about at that time. No idea. There's mm-hmm. a virtual reality sex scene, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. Yeah, but apparently kind of erotic, at least mm. not for me. But I'm saying then, because there's like posters and stuff that they made just of that scene, like so. There's zero people, but it's a lawnmower man poster of the sex scene where they're like intertwining into themselves. It was so good they put it on the back of Lawnmower Man Two when it's not even in that movie. No, there's no scenes that look like that at all in Lawnmower <laughs> Man Two in the slightest. I did. Uh, we'll, we'll save Lawnmower Man <laughs> 2. For, we'll save Lawnmower Man 2. Um, uh, so, so about halfway through the movie, he's uh, uh, he's he's smart. He, uh, he's, he's, he like learns to drive and everything. And that, I feel like, is the moment where it's creepy that his best friend is eight years old. There was a moment in time, and it is a diner scene, where it's creepy that he's, his friend is, is like ten yeah, years old. I could see that. I don't know if creepy is the right word. I think that's him transitioning. I thought only having 90 minutes to tell this whole story. I yeah. think that they did a good job showing that transition. Like the first thing he does, like when he starts to get smarter, his goal, he doesn't go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. His first goal isn't taking over the world, right? His first goal is I want to own a ranch and I want to have nice clothes. Yeah. And I thought that was a great stepping stone to moving forward and trying to plug himself into virtual reality. Yeah, and, you know, because because there's 90 minutes, they do compress a lot of the things. Like, we see Priest be bad once, so we know, okay, Priest is bad. And then Priest goes to hit Job again, and Job stops him. And we're like, yay, Job. Right. 
and then which over the course if you if if Stephen King were to novelize this, which I think would make for a way better novel. Like I feel like this could be a huge. This could have been a miniseries. Yeah. Um, my love for Lawnmower Man knows no bounds. In case you can't tell already. I, um, I can tell. So don't. <laughs> I'm glad that you came in with this reaction because we would have been a lot of yelling and cussing back and forth. So we're listening to this, and you just laughed in real life at the exact same moment, in the exact same cadence, and for the exact same length. As it was coming into my headphones, <laughs> and it was the creepiest thing ever. Because I, I love, love, love lawnmower man. Like I will defend this to the end of time. How much my love for lawnmower. It wasn't until we sat down to do this podcast, mm-hmm. maybe even for the second time, that I realized how much I love this movie. Like. Yeah. Throughout my childhood, I love this movie. I feel like I... So you said as we were listening to this, we were listening to what we were just talking about on right. the... That I'm trying to have a serious conversation as a film, and you're trying to have fun like we do with Lawnmower Man 2. Right. Because I see it... I, I do see it as an enjoyable film, good, but I, I recognize the camp, and I enjoy that. Yes, and I do too, but I'm trying to... Ex- a, I'm trying to expand on the real film qualities that, which is kind of a role reversal, which we've talked about. Yes. Um, one more man is a good fucking movie. So go <laughs> fuck yourself. All right. Because what? <laughs> I'm agreed with you. <laughs> You're agreed with me wrong. Ah. So we're trying to talk about the effects. Okay. Right. And so you talked about, um, them, Possibly making a Lawnmower Man Reborn. Yes. And so uh, I don't know if we'll put it in the podcast because it's very short and most of it's gone. But you posed the question to me of, is do you think that making this movie today with updated graphics would make it better or more endearing? And wait, th- wait, wait. Do you mean more endearing as in leaving the old graphics? I think that's what I was posing your, the question as. Your question was, is this with modern graphics? This okay. mo- this story with modern graphics, do you think it would leave the impact that it does? And you said that it wouldn't. Okay. And so, do you care to elaborate? I'm confused. Keep going. <laughs> I think we should probably cut this now. <laughs> keep going. Keep going? So, yes, keep going. I don't know how to vamp anymore. So, do you, do you think it would be your, better? This was your part. I said... I don't even I, I think I was asking you a question. Do you think it would be better if we were to remake this? So Lawnmower Man Reborn becomes right. a reality. Yeah. With 2017 graphics. Right. Oculus Rift, the HTC Vibe, PlayStation VR. Those are all VR competitors out there now. Okay. So this is this is very prescient. Mm-hmm. So your question was to me, do you think it would be just as good? Mm -hmm. And then I gave a quick short no, and then you were like, I don't think so either. Here's why. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with myself. Okay. (laughs) Here's why. I think the way to handle this right now is to be as such. You cut to Pierce Brosnan. He's on said virtual reality thing. No shirt. Does that need to be said? 
Of course, there's no shirt. Yeah. Um, Ryan I'm just, Gosling. I'm just painting a word picture. Ryan Gosling, however, is playing the part of Pierce Brosnan in the 2017 remake of Lawnmower Man in Lawnmower Man Reborn. Because, of course, Ryan Gosling is my man crush of 2017. Really? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's a pretty man. I mean, I'm more of a Benedict Cumberbatch fellow, but I think just he travels more in the nerd scene. He's got beautiful eyes. It's the the Who guy, right? No, he's Sherlock. I don't know. He's Doctor Strange. His, I know his name from the concert, but I don't really know who he is. From the concert? What are you talking about? The con scene. The con scene. Yes, yes, he is in Star Wars Into Darkness. Or Star Trek. I said Star Wars, and, and I'm, you should take away my nerd card because I just said Star Wars instead of Star Trek. He's in Star Trek Into Darkness. He plays Sherlock Holmes in Sherlock. He is Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange. Do you know... He is my current man crush. Do you know the guy from like Saudi Arabia who a couple years ago got deported because he was too handsome? No. There was a guy from Saudi Arabia. He was an, uh, a model. Okay. And he was deported because he was too handsome. So the logic from Saudi Arabia was you were too handsome. Women are not going to be able to control themselves around So he you. was deported so he was from deported. Saudi Arabia. He is a handsome fellow, man. He was deported from Saudi Arabia. He wasn't deported from America. Correct. He was deported from Saudi Arabia. Right. None of those words I said were correct. <laughs> nope. As I'm waving a bottle of whiskey at you, Saudi Arabia. You should probably put that down. And departed, deported <laughs> were not the correct words as I waved my bottle of whiskey at, or my glass of whiskey. This was fun. Now it's just getting kind of sad. <laughs> it's getting sad. As you take a gulp. Mmm, good. Is that good? Are you are you choking on goodness there? He just pushed the mic away and is coughing into his shirt. He, I might have killed him. He might be dead right now. Russ in peace. One. Are we playing charades now? Sounds like. No. We are not playing charades. I'm good. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god, I was dying. We're going to cut all that out, right? <laughs> so anyway... The point that I was trying to make was what? Where did we start on this? <laughs> modern graphics. <sighs> if this was made today with modern graphics. Yes. The way to do this is in an HP Lovecraft style. Ooh, explain. First I'm of intrigued. all. I'm intrigued. You have my a- attention. By HP Lovecraft. I Craft? mean, No, I said HP Lovecraft, <laughs> and I mean HP Lovecraft. Yes. The way you do this to make it not dated is to have somebody hooked up to the virtuality machine. You don't see. So let's for the sake of argument, let's say it's Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. You don't see what he sees. He puts okay. on the he puts on the things you see his reaction mm-hmm. and he comes out of it. and He's like, that was indescribable. Yeah. That's what HP Lovecraft did. Yeah. That's why you can't remake. That's why you can't. That's why it's very difficult to make anything that H.P. Lovecraft right. did that you can't make any ad- adaptations of it because he says things are indescribable. So how do you right. film anything that's indescribable? You fail. Very that, carefully. That's how you do it. You fail. And I love Stuart Gordon, who you and I will do a special on later. I love Stuart Gordon, but for the most harm, I just said tarm. 
<laughs> keep pointing it out. Just go past it. I can't help it. So that for the most time, for most of the time, it's very difficult to do something that's indescribable. Okay. Yeah. But that's that would be my suggestion. If you, there's a a Futurama term. I don't know if they coined it, but listening to the audio commentary for Futurama. They say hang a lamp post on it. So when there's it's hang some, a light, hang a lamp on it, not lamp post. That's why is that? Because <laughs> you don't want to hang a lamp post. Hang a when, lamp on it. When when something doesn't make any sense, right. you draw attention to the fact that it doesn't make. And any the, sense. the big Futurama example is, uh, I thought the speed of light was finite, and they say, oh well, they they increased the speed of light a hundred years ago. Yes. So you so have you an inconsistency, that. you hang a lamp on the fact that you have an inconsistency or and that, and then or that, something. And then that exonerates you from that because you're right. pointing it out within the confines because of the Because in movie. the world that you're in, yes, you're that, saying that, that doesn't, doesn't make apply. any sense. Yes. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying to do in Lawnmower Man Reborn. You have the Pierce Brosnan character mm-hmm. put on the virtual reality. He's like, holy shit, this doesn't make any sense. I can't describe what just happened. Right. And that exonerates you from trying to show the things that are going to become dated immediately here's, when you release the film. Here's where I think you're wrong. That works in books. That doesn't work in movies. Because movie is show, not tell, show, don't tell. So that doesn't really work in a movie. You can't... That is the... In a movie, that just seems like a cop-out. When a character has an experience and then takes off the thing and was like whoa that was indescribable no that robs that that robs the audience that's not what the audience goes there for here's the problem what i have with everything that you just said yes it sounds like you're right which makes me wrong <laughs> <laughs> so i don't have a great retort to that so you're wrong okay same movie mm-hmm. that was made right now with futuristic effects going into a computer, mm-hmm. would you be more forgiving of those completely up to date ones or these ones? I feel like it's more charming. And, and uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan has set a trap. He has closed off all the network. He installed a virus, closed off the network. It's completely isolated. Which is exactly what I would do in that situation. Exactly. Crazy codes on these these magic the gathering dice, like D twenty. Okay, so here we're we're at the climax. I feel like we've lost basically all of us talking about the end. I don't feel like you and movie. I have talked about Lawnmower Man so, so far. We've <laughs> talked about us being gay. We've talked about Pokemon. We've talked about Taco Bell. Yeah. But I don't feel like we've talked about Lawnmower Man. No. That's okay. This is our chance. But we're at the you we're ready? at the, we're at the climax. It? We're at the climax. We're at the climax of the film. Yes. And one of the points that we make to set up Lawnmower Man Two is we have to talk about what happens to Job at the end of this movie. And the fact that his head falls off and his body turns to dust. Why did it do that though? It did that because he has uploaded himself into the virtual reality system. Right. Which has somehow sucked all of his life out with Every it. bit so that his head is disintegrated into a pile of dust. Right. And it literally falls off. Uh-huh. And I don't want to... Sp- I feel... So you're super concentrated right now on getting to Lawnmower Man 2. I, I love I that know, movie. I know you love it. But I, I feel I need to establish how much I love Lawnmower Man uh-huh. itself. So right now, 
Job has went through the process process of being a simpleton. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that offensive word? Maybe. I don't mean it offensive. I know. Okay. So he's being a low intellectual individual. Okay? I feel like you're trying too hard to I'm talk around very it. Very trying hard to be politically correct and sober simultaneously, which but is a you're failing at both. Double. <laughs> that's a double difficulty word right there mentally challenged yes so he's mentally challenged he's progressed to where he's befriended a, a small child uh he's be uh, he's past the point of being uh more intelligent than his his uh his his person that is pierce his mentor his mentor pierce brosnan um, he's developed uh, telepathic and telekinetic abilities. Yes, and he's now uploaded himself into the virtual reality system to where he is smarter than anyone else on Earth. Mm-hmm. He has decided that he's going to take over the world by having every phone simultaneously ring. He's uploaded himself. And well, that's how. That's what he says. That's his calling card. Yes, that's that's how you'll card. know that he did it. So that's where he's at. So you've progressed from there to that. You've you've essentially created a god through science, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's where we are in this film. Right. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. And to set up for Lawnmower Man two, his head falls off. Stop talking about Lawnmower <laughs> Man two. We're talking about the brilliance, the fantastic Lawnmower Man. Yes. Okay. So Pierce Brosnan has set a trap. He has rigged the uh, the supercomputer that contains Job's consciousness. All that area he has rigged with explosives. And he gets inside the machine and just tries to stall him before the, the bombs are about to go off. So he is totally 100% going to sacrifice himself for the... To save the world. Yes. Because Job at this point in his mind right. has ascended past the point of mankind mm-hmm. to where he is essentially a god that can yes. live within virtual reality yes. and knows more what's better for humanity than what humanity knows. Right. And Pierce Brosnan re- realizes that that is destructive and he must stop him at any cost, including yes. his own life. So they've unlo- uploaded themselves into that. Now well, he doesn't they- upload himself. He just gets into virtual reality and tries to stall him I'm while sorry. the timers count down. Job has uploaded himself. Yes. Okay. So uh, now they're inside virtual reality. They're going to do battle for the final time. Right. And that's when the boy shows up. And now Pierce Brosnan can't sacrifice himself anymore because he has to save the boy. Yes. Because... Because you got to save the boy. Nope. 41-33. You just called me out that I fact that I called it Magic the Gathering Dice. And you almost acted offended that I called it Magic the Gathering Dice when there aren't any dice in Magic the Gathering. You meant Dungeons so, and Dragons dice. So say your piece, all right? You meant Dungeons and Dragons dice. I did. And you... You nerd shamed me, <laughs> and you did it poorly, and I wanted to point that out. I feel like it's almost more upsetting to you that I did it sincerely. Like, it wasn't a joke. Like, I yeah. legitimately was You're confused. like, I, I know this. <laughs> I got this. Let I me make this. this point. I know. I always thought... It, all right, so copyrighted remake me 2017. <laughs> I always thought it would be hilarious in a movie, 
to have people playing dice with like the 25 sided dice, you know, like they throw them against the wall for money. It's 20 sided dice, but yes, go That's ahead. That's what I said. If they were doing that with the 20 sided dice, that would be hilarious. Like they're throwing cash on the ground, like greasers. You did not need to throw a copyright claim on that. That is a dumb idea. You're a dumb idea. End of podcast. Okay, so, so we lost it. We lost the the end. So let's talk about the climax. The boy comes in, and and Job at this point is kind of out of his out of his gourd, just drunk on power. He he has to to find a way out because Pierce Brosnan has turned. He's isolated the. He's cut the line. He's isolated the 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 database the server from the outside world job can't get out so then boy shows up and job's crazy face turns almost human in virtual reality he lets pierce brosnan go so that pierce brosnan could save the kid because there's still a dose of humanity there's, left a, there's that touch job. of humanity and left in him yes yeah and so Shit's blowing up all around him. They make it Liter- out. Literally, shit is blowing up around him because yeah. Pierce Brosnan has set bombs around the building. Right. Okay. Uh, so everything's blowing up around him. They barely get out. As this is happening, Job is frantically trying to get out of this server prison and get out into the world through virtual reality, through the internet, the pre-internet. And at the very last second, he finds a back door and he gets out via these access denied via these, which you've established already, are not Magic the Gathering dice. These are Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons dice, right? Uh, I have that I mean, correct. They they're just hexagons. They're way more than hexagons. They've got way more than six sides. They're he- they're hexagons, maybe octagons. They're, they're pretty th- sure. No, hold on. There's hexagons. I remember they're hexagons. They're hexagons inside of which are dice with a billion sides that he has to try to correct yes okay got correct which he has to find the correct combination um and or which i think is a stunning visual like when you step back and you see all these red ones like he's he's failed a hundred times and he just keeps trying to come up with the right combination to get out of this prison that he's in right he's he's searching every back door so he's just constantly being denied the back door, much like I am in my marriage. And he's just constantly being told access denied, access denied, access denied, access denied. And then one sweet day. Did you miss the uh, anal sex reference? Then? No, I just, just, You're just lost casually past it. Past it. <laughs> so, I'm just letting it be. Man. Access denied, access the Beatles, denied. Beatles, isn't it? Beatles, in it? So finally, at the end. I'm the sober one. He gets... And access granted. Yes. And the climb uh, it's not even the climax. No, it's it's the denouement. It's it's you're a step ahead of me. Okay. It's the, it's the surprise ending. He gets all of the phone ringing that he already said this was his calling card, right? That's the denouement. I don't know what that means. Put that in reference for me. The the denouement is the wrapping up of the story after the climax. Well, explain to me the history of that phrase. I I don't know. It's French. Okay. The French invent stuff. I'll accept that. And they name it. So they... <laughs> <laughs> I 
is denouement. That's what I said. The <laughs> yep, nailed it. He is the phones ringing? Yes. More important. And however, the like Pierce Brosnan and the kid and the mom are together, seemingly happy ending. And then the phone rings, and then the phones ring all over the world. Job got out. He's he he is ethereal. He's in the net. More Movie important. End. More important. More important than what you just said. Yes. Lawnmower Man. Is year zero for Remake Me. Lawnmower Man is what I would claim is absolutely has to be our very first milestone. Lawnmower Man is a perfect phenomenal film that everyone needs to see. You need to watch it not as Casablanca. You need to watch it knowing that you're going to see a timepiece. This is a timestamp that could only be made during this era and is such a fantastic movie. I will bet my reputation on it. Uh, sure. I agree <laughs> to an extent and yes. So this, I think we referenced earlier. This is my first nominee for, for uh, the remake fame. me hall of fame. Yes. I can't recommend it enough. If there, if you're one of the folks that listen to this podcast and are just kind of listening to us riff on, on, on movies that you haven't seen sincerely, this is one that I really think that you'll enjoy. I can't begin to express how much I love it. Justin, you've never seen it before. No sincere answer. Not, uh, being placating to me at all. Is this something somebody should watch? If they have the right mindset and they're not just going to go in and be like, huh, that's stupid, that looks bad, then yeah, just if they are willing to take it on its own terms and enjoy it for what it is, 100%. Uh, it's, it, is, it is a good movie. Does this deserve to be remade? Uh, yeah, sure. I really The think- story holds up, I think. The story is is timeless you know it's you know it is technology whatever but technology is always scary because technology always brings uh more ease and more pain at the same time i want to see this remade so bad because i think it's such a valid story but it makes me nervous the idea because as soon as you remake something when you're talking about technology you immediately Mm -hmm. date it um so i want to see it but if I'm the director, I would be scared to put my name on it. If that makes if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, absolutely. I, I I can't. There's a total degree of nostalgia associated with this with me. Mm-hmm. But my love for Lawnmower Man is beyond what I actually think it is a good film. It knows no bounds. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, so absolutely, I'm going to put my. This is a f- milestone for remake me. I love me some more and more, man. Yeah. So before you touch, hey, get your hand off. (laughs) Hand off. Okay. Hand off the computer you shouldn't be touching to begin with. Uh, We have to wrap this up. So this is the end of our commentary portion. Uh, Fortunately, all of all of our lawnmower man two episode is complete. You will hear it. It is right after this, which is a little disappointing because I feel like you and I got to riff a lot, but I feel like our actual discussion of lawnmower man is lost time. Yeah. Which is a little bittersweet. Yeah. Um, so they're only going to get sure to hear we'll, I'm this. I'm sure we'll come around again and 
we'll, we'll this is going to be something that we're going to reference yes for indefinitely yes uh so we talked earlier about our slash fiction challenge yes we have decided on a bet slash punishment yes and so we have not yet determined how a winner will be chosen but a winner will be chosen by some means and it is binding on episode 15 okay on episode 15 i was not gonna name a time or a date i just did you did i just did you're drunk go home (laughs) oh wait episode 15 it's gonna happen so uh the loser will have to tell an embarrassing story but not just tell an embarrassing story tell an embarrassing story through one of our favorite mediums an mc5 or rap in which they will have to pay for to be wrapped right and then they will have to explain the circumstances in which said rap occurred yes so you they 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 will we will debut the rap they will tell the story it will be embarrassing it will be fun so for you folks as you're listening that's in 11 short weeks you're going to hear said story yes for one of us two to be judged by a criterion which we will determine You'll hear a story from both of us. And one of them will be wrapped by MC Fiverr. One thing. Also, uh, last last check in on actual fan fiction. I could not find any fan fiction. I'm not even on movies.adult-fanfiction.org. So we are going to be connoisseurs right, in adult fan fiction. Right. I found Lady in the Water fan fiction, but I did not find Lawnmower Man fan fiction. Also, uh, the name of the actor was Dion Bashar. Are we going to... Squeak. Squeak was Dion Bashar. Are we going to have any criteria in which we are going to be judged by however we're going to be judged? Like, is it going to be judged by prose? I just said... I just said... By the amount of we eroticism. Don't know. I just said we don't. Why are you trying to hash this out on air? This is a bad idea. I'm trying I just to said figure out. We don't know how it's to going to be do. judged. We will figure that out. I'm getting ready to write this right the second. And <laughs> I need be to great. know. <laughs> it's going to be so hot for all of you right now. Great. Episode 15. I don't know what movie we're watching, but there's going to be a Lawnmower Man erotic fan fiction. Thank you. Goodbye. Cut all this out. So in that quote-unquote remake, according to the interwebs, is called Transcendence. Uh, You you didn't watch this, right? I I did not get a chance to watch Transcendence. So Transcendence, uh, so I googled Lawnmower Man remake after Mm -hmm. I watched Lawnmower Man. because I had a giant boner for seeing more Lawnmower Man. Yeah. And I'd already seen two, so I knew how that was going to work out for me. Not well. So, so I read, there's a couple articles saying people are claiming that Transcendence is a Lawnmower Man remake. So I immediately ordered it. Um, it wasn't anything we had planned, because mm-hmm. I found out about it after our episode. Um, concept is, Johnny Depp is uh, a scientist that is working on artificial intelligence. So basically replace the words artificial intelligence or the internet with virtual reality for Lawnmower Man. Makes sense. Okay. So he's working on that. He gets shot by a anti, 
uh, internet anti-technology group okay. lives. But they find out that the bullet uh, was irradiated, so he's still going to die because the bullet had radiation on it. So he doesn't like turn into the Hulk? He doesn't turn into the Hulk. He dies like a regular human being would. So I kind of love the idea, too. It was a pretty clever thing, but then I was like, do they just have like a big bowl of radiation that they dip it in, or how does yeah. that work? And then I was thinking more, why is it called, it, it, irradiate is the word, right? It's irradiated. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it just be radiated? Because to irradiate sounds like it would be unradiated. Well, to radiate is to emit. Okay. And so ear, it means the opposite. So instead of emitting radiation, it is putting out radiation. Or it it, it is absorbed radiation. Excuse me. Okay. Anyway, so he dies. Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp dies. But right before he dies, they're like, wait a minute, we've figured out this way. Let's connect your head to the computer, and then we'll put you online. Yeah, because the the cover is like he's got a bunch of wires hooked up to his head, right? Yeah, yeah. So the so then the question is is all right is this really Johnny Depp or is this a computer's simulation of Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. It's basically like a Black Mirror episode from like the second season. Is it that good? It is not as good as that <laughs> at all. Okay. Um, so that's pretty much the concept of the movie. Um, and so there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch more that happens that I'm not won't bother going into. Johnny. So, so he gets hooked up in like the first act. Yeah, this is right at the beginning. Okay. He gets hooked up, he's uploaded, and then he dies. So then he's back, he's in the computer, he's talking to him. So uh, his wife's like, this is definitely Johnny Depp. The counterpart's like, this isn't, this is not real. Because the very first thing he says is like, oh, I've got so much power. We, sh- we could connect-, connect me to the internet so I can get onto Wall Street and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, his friend's like, no, that's not Johnny Depp. <laughs> That's something else, yeah. right? Uh, wife doesn't buy it, so he immediately, as soon as he gets hooked up, you know, her bank accounts skyrocket. He starts buying, he basically, like, creates this little utopia and starts turning people into little humanoid versions of himself mm-hmm. by taking them over in their bodies. And hmm. um, ultimately, they have to turn off turn off the internet and unplug everything to kill Johnny Depp, right? Turn off the internet, that's very easy. So... They, they power down everything, basically. Mm-hmm. Everything's gone. But the question was, this is, is this a Lawnmower Man remake? And as yeah. much as I would love to say, because remember, year one is Lawnmower Man, and everything came after that is Lawnmower Man. Wouldn't that be year zero? Um, no, because you got to adjust for inflation. Okay. Um, like Wall Street. <laughs> exactly, like Wall Street. It's all mm-hmm. coming together. Yep. Um, Perfect circle. This isn't a Lawnmower Man remake. <laughs> it really isn't. It's the same concept, but this is the same concept that that happened before Lawnmower Man. It's going to happen after Lawnmower Man. It's going to have to. It's going to happen after Transcendence. The articles that you're reading online saying that it's a Lawnmower Man remake are somebody saying that they have the same theme. Like we could have done them as a double bill for sure. Yeah. Um, they have the same theme, and you know it's clickbait. Mm-hmm. Trying to get all those Lawnmower Man remake search hits that are, yeah. that are coming fast yeah. and furious. Definitely. Um, but as much as I would love to sit here and say that it was a carbon copy, I'd be lying if I said that. So don't worry about transcendence uh, when you're trying to discuss Lawnmower Man. See, to me, like my life goals include eat as much Taco Bell as possible, 
and reaps a singularity. So those two are in conflict with each other because the Taco Bell is not so slowly killing me inside because it's basically garbage, but with nacho cheese. And to reach a singularity, it, like, upload my brain, live on the net. Like, that's, that's like, the ultimate goal, I think, of every nerd. I think I've come to a conclusion as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. And that realization is is that pretty much everything I eat is just a conduit to eat more cheese. I don't actually mm-hmm. want to eat anything. I just want to eat more cheese. So I come up with yeah, something else to put cheese on. Right. So... I, I most most of the food I eat is orange, whether it be <laughs> citrusy or cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's just orange, yeah, artificially so. When I first uh, started dating my wife, mm-hmm. um, at some point, one of my friends had bought orange slices, and what you, you purchased pre-sliced oranges? No, 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 the candy orange slices. Oh, so friend, that's way different. Okay, it might have even been you. I don't know. Because me, I'm picturing like somebody mugged like a, a little league soccer team or something. No. No, not at all. So okay. somebody uh, uh, had bought a pack of them. And just the same thing you do whenever your friends have something like that, you say, give me one. Yeah. right? So I don't even remember this, but I, apparently I'm sure that I asked for one or two. Or seven. Or seven. And my wife heard, girlfriend at the time, oh, my God, the only thing that I ever want to eat in the world is orange slices. <laughs> Because at that point, I went away to college, so we were an hour and a half away. I'd see her every weekend, but every time I would see her, she would bring me a pack of orange slices. <laughs> like, she was being sweet. It was a nice thing. But it got to the point when I literally, I was like, look, I appreciate you doing this, but it's got to stop. And I pulled open a drawer, and I literally had, like, a desk drawer <laughs> filled with probably 20 bags of orange slices. That It was not possible for any human to be able to eat in any kind of a rational time frame. At least you let it down gently. Oh, sounds was, like I tried. That was way before, <laughs> way before where we are now. Um, yeah. So transcendence, not a lawnmower man remake. No, no. Good. Yeah. Because there's only one lawnmower man remake sequel yeah. thing in the uh, in the canon of lawnmower man. Yes. And that's lawnmower man two. Job's War. They did. They couldn't even decide on that. But if you look it up on the IMDb, which I did, you you know the, you know what really puts stamp equality on, on a film, is when it has two different taglines versus two in two different DVD releases. Because you'll also find Lawnmower Man Two Beyond Cyberspace. Yeah. So that was the original release title, and then they changed it to Job's War. For the, for which the is DVD which is a release. much shittier title. Yeah, Beyond Cyberspace is definitely better. Definitely. Uh, but I think they just were they trying to get the big Jeff Fahey fan base. <laughs> they put him on the cover. So Jeff Fahey was definitely the better or the best part of the original. I think. I want I want to know that Jeff Fahey got money to be on the cover. Yeah, do you know the the Michael Bean story? Mm-mm. So Michael Bean, I'm going to get one of these one of one of these wrong and somebody's going to be mad so i'm not going to pretend one of the alien films okay um michael bean was not in but they used his image at one point like they pulled it up and said deceased Mm -hmm. and they didn't ask him or whatever so he had to sue to get money for it which he wasn't wrong to do but i think he was like definitely like really raked him over the coals to get the amount of money for whatever it was twelve dollars i don't know the details 
But, uh, yeah, the same story. Like, Jeff Fahey should have probably got something if he is literally on the cover of this DVD. He's their entire marketing campaign. They have two different Jobs on the cover. Yeah. The two different guys that play Job are both on the cover of this. Yeah. What the hell? Which, by the way, new Job, Matt's Headroom. Awesome. It's awesome. I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's go back and let's talk about Lawnmower Man 1. Okay. Let's talk specifically about the ending okay. of Lawnmower Man 1. Uh, so when, Which we established was great. Right. The, the ending. Uh, right. You might not think the movie's great, but we established the ending for I, that movie I, was I great. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Uh, I certainly don't have your, like, go out and get a, like, Mike Tyson Lawnmower Man face tattoo, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, so the end of the movie has him... Remember, his head falls off. Mm-hmm. We, we established that very very clearly. His yes. head falls off. The rest of his body is dust. Yes. Or husk, at most. Yes. Basically, a mannequin. And the uh, whole building blows up, and he escapes out into the internet, and all the phones ring. Yes. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. He has reached a singularity. His body is nowhere. Yes. His body is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It turned to dust and then it blew up. Yes. So it, and it, then it, it turned smoldered to dust. and burned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't get more dead than that. Right. So this movie starts off with they pull him out of the rubble, and uh, he's mostly okay. They had to amputate his legs, and uh, and an arm, I think. I don't remember that. I think an arm. Hmm. So and uh, conveniently, they had to do facial reconstructive surgery. Which was the best facial reconstructive <laughs> surgery I have ever seen. I have seen the picture of the woman who lost her face to that chimp. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job. But there are some issues where that's not a God-given human face. Mm-hmm. Go to Job. Yeah. That is some major reconstructive work they pulled off there. Yes. Well, remember, as soon as, right after we learned that uh, Job has... This is Job, and he's had reconstructive surgery. We find out that it's the future, which uh, I don't. When does Lawn Norman One take place? Is it 1992? Because, I don't think so. Yeah, because this this because he does me. say all I can ever think about the whole time is the time frame of this movie. Yes. Go ahead. He he does say at, at one point that by 2001, uh, virtual reality will be everywhere. Yes. Like Job says that line. Yes, right before he goes and becomes the singularity. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously still in the yes, future. That so is in I the would future. Nineteen ninety two is when that movie takes yes. place. Yes, and this is the future, which I think is entirely plausible. Like you're in nineteen ninety two, you could be like, "Oh, this is the future." Yeah. Okay. So now you are in the future. It is. It literally just says the future. Mm-hmm. But it's been like eight, ten years because Peter's like a teenager. According so that I <laughs> I couldn't find this in the movie. According to IMDb or Wikipedia, it's set six years later. Which if you look at how old. Peter is, that would make total sense. Okay. So let's give it, let's be generous. Let's say 10 years. Peter ages really well. Yeah. There is like major futuristic stuff going on. It's a dystopian future. Peter makes no mention. Nobody makes any mention of the nuclear Holocaust that happened, but not even that. It's not even a dystopia. There's there's flying cars. Mm -hmm. So simultaneously there's been flying cars invented and then that's not a big deal anymore right technology is such that these kids that are lords of the flies just flies ish mm-hmm. because they don't have parents they don't have homes 
are scavenging computer parts and know how to do them. They're little Dickensian hackers. Yes, and they but they know how to do it. Yes. So that means it's nothing for them. Right. People are jacking. Literally, homeless people are jacking into VR on the corners of the streets. Yes. And it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I've never made a movie, so any movie that exists is better than anything that I've ever done. Yes. This all has to fall on this guy that wrote and directed it, whose name I can't pronounce, man. This is all him. Like, he failed so miserably so, with this like, piece of garbage. They don't establish any time frame, so... What, if uh, they would have got rid of Peter? Yeah. They could have just said the future, and then yeah. you're just like, this could be a hundred years later, it could be a thousand years right. later. But they have to have Peter in there. Yes. And, that, and it just says the future. It doesn't say six years later. When Also, so like, before the credit, before we get the future... And we go to Dickensian scamps of hackers. Uh, I assume they just pulled Job out. This is like right after. Yes. And so then he just spends six years off screen working for the villain. Well, I think he's like healing and stuff. And then, yeah, working for the villain. Which So he went from, that's the thing, his character doesn't even make sense. No. He's the most powerful thing. He uploaded himself. Yes. Somehow he ends up back, but then he's happy working for the man again. Yeah, not only that, but he forgot his telepathy and telekinesis and pyrokinesis. Forgot about all of that. Yes. And he's getting way less pussy. Yes. But he's Max Headroom, so that's kind of cool. The, so, I don't know who that... I know that's another... That's a TV show? Yes. Max, okay, I don't know that. Did you not have a childhood? I did. I spent it watching Lawnmower <laughs> Man, which sounds way better than whatever you were doing. So, this guy was awful. It sounds like you've got a lot of love for him. I don't think he was awful. I think the writing was, was awful because awful. He was Jim Carrey in this movie, man. Because the movie didn't know what the tone was supposed to be. Because Job is supposed to be like this all powerful dude, but then like he'll crack wise. And so the kids are the same way. Like they're like, Oh man, we need to get out of here and then like whoops, pratfall or something stupid. Yeah. This movie does not know the tone that it wants to have. I'll buy that. One hundred percent. I'll buy that. But all I could see is Jim Carrey, like this guy's like going over the top with facial features, with voices. That's that's uh, kind of that looks is. like him. All right, so maybe, so maybe I'm not being fair with that, but so maybe I am blaming him as opposed to the movie. But if you I'll, hire that Job, guy, that's what you're getting. Okay, so we we say Job was terrible in this movie, whether yes. or not the actor was. Yes. Job didn't make any sense. This no. is a totally different person. Well, how did he get back into his boss body? Even if they just <laughs> called this Lawnmower Man 2 and made Job a different character. It's right. now just another person that is or super smart. He just randomly jacks into, a, like, a, he just takes over another body. Yes. It doesn't have to be him. Like, they don't oh, have to explain that his body's around. We need him on Earth, so uh, we put he gets put into this body and now he can't escape. Do you know Operation Mincemeat? No. From World War Two. No. So all of our World War Two aficionados are going to call me out on stuff being wrong with this. So the, the super short version of Operation Mincemeat is um, the Allies decided they were going to deceive Hitler for where the, they were going to uh, be attacking, right? So what they in order to do that, they took a homeless guy, they took his body, mm-hmm. they filled it with fake ID, fake knickknacks, fake girlfriend notes, and things like that, right? Yeah. And then they put him in 
uh, a submarine in a torpedo and shot him so that they knew where this dead body would float to. Mm-hmm. So that way the Nazis would find his body, look at it and know that they got that think that they got information on where we were going to attack. Yeah. So they mobilized their forces there mm-hmm. and then we attacked the opposite place of where we said we were going to do. Yeah. Pretty awesome. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole lot of intricacies in there. Yeah. Um, there's a super cool book on it that I've heard about. Um, <laughs> we don't read books. This isn't a book podcast. <laughs> but uh, so total tangent, but you were talking about putting them in another body. That's yeah. what reminded me. The guy ended up uh, was apparently not a good person or I want to say, I don't know if he's a good person. He never made anything of himself. He's an alcoholic that they think might've killed himself, the actual body, mm-hmm. but they ended up giving him like a soldier's funeral and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so one more man too. Yeah. So the, the the movie starts off and it's tiny. It's it's all squished together, and then they show parts of Lawnmower Man one, and then they show black and white newsreel footage of the trial, <laughs> where uh, our main character is suing to get the patent for the Chiron chip, which is yes. the MacGuffin in this movie. Who who were so like. Even having just watched Lawnmower Man, mm-hmm. I was like, "Are we supposed to know who this guy is?" Yeah, like I had literally watched it, and then I put in the new the other disc. Right. And for a split second, I was like, "Wait, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Am I supposed <laughs> to care about this replacement, Pierce Brosnan?" Right. Just uh, black and random black and white newsreel footage, and then, and then it flashes. This whole screen goes white. It's widescreen, and that's when you get. Right on the title card. It's the best opening to a movie I think I've ever seen. It's the worst opening. <laughs> so, the kids start playing a game at this point, mm-hmm. and they yell at the dog. Yeah. The dog puts in a disc. Okay. For Be- cyber cycles. For cyber cycles, because in this world where where technology like this is almost disposable, they still have to put in the, the discs. Right. Which the dog is smart enough to listen to that command managed to somehow pick up at the disc almost with a paw. Yeah. He picks it up it. he picks it up with his mouth, puts it in with his yes, mouth. I'm sorry. And then pushes it with his paw. Like paw on a stick. Yes. Pushes it in. So that moment I realized, however, in the first film we did see a chimp swipe a card. Yes. So there's a little very, parallel there. Very, very badly. It was very bad. But the point was that chimp was smarter than any chimp that's ever existed. Yeah. I don't think this dog was the Job of dogs. No. If it was, it was the pre-VR Job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was nothing impressive about this dog. But he managed they literally to... just drag the dog around the rest of the... Then it just disappears. And that's another directorial terrible decision, right? Like right. you're not supposed to work with kids or dogs. And he, and he added just, a yeah. dog to all of these kids. What if I made a movie just about kids and dogs? It's... <laughs> This, oh yeah, and we'll have the lawnmower man in it. The uh, I wrote a note here that says 1992 Arrow King Koopa Super Mario. Do you? Oh, okay, I remember. So, have you seen Super Mario the movie? Yeah. That's exactly what this felt like to me. This it looked like the set of Theodore Rex. I know Theodore. Yeah, <laughs> which feels like I think those are all three the same thing, yeah. right? Like those all. Feel the same. Um, I don't understand 
the movie. I don't I don't get so much of it. I have a note here. I checked the time. Four minutes in, this makes no sense. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> then I, so he jumped out of the mainframe and into his old body? And then I have the Theodore Rex joke. I made sure I remembered that. <laughs> they do use the term jack out. So they have the concept of... Uh, like he uh, Peter gets shot with a laser... And he feels it in real life, even though he's just wearing gray bands and and uh, a set of cheap headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've introduced this concept of you die in VR, you die in real life, which you brought up for a little bit from Lawnmower Man One. Yep. Even though this one, they're just wearing cheap sunglasses with wires well, attached. Technology has progressed. Yeah. So I guess that would make sense. Um, they have. Uh, there's a scene where they're like running through the subway and the sewers getting chased. Mm-hmm. And Job is watching this. I believe it's Job watching it. Yes. Do they have tons of cameras in the sewer and in the subway at every angle? And then they come out of the sewer. Mm-hmm. And there's a camera directly mounted, like it would be sitting literally on the street based off the angle that he's watching this happen at. Yeah. CCTV, man. This is the. <laughs> stupidest least thought out thing ever this Mm -hmm. it's just so bad and again i don't know this guy and i looked at his imdb it looks like he's made a steady career of doing like hour-long tv shows right so he's making a career yeah which one the director or the actor the director Uh the writer director okay um but it, it all it all has to fall on him i'll give him credit for this though i think he i think you can say this guy is a visionary like he definitely like knew he wanted this to be something. I don't know what it was because he had obviously like he, this was somebody's baby and he ran with it. Uh, okay. I don't know that I'll give him visionary. <laughs> I think that is a bridge too far. I, I he think... had a vision. It okay, doesn't mean yeah. it's good. It doesn't mean the vision was good. It doesn't mean he executed that bad vision. Good. <laughs> but to he me, had, he just made like a, a schlocky sci-fi movie for kids that just happened to be a Lawnmower Man sequel. Like, it's it's PG-13 for a reason. You know, it's it's it stars teenagers and a dog and, like, a long-haired scientist. Yeah. Who? So they meet up with the scientist, right? Tracy, mm-hmm. who's obviously just the cheap Pierce Brosnan replacement. Right. He has, he's he's turned like Indian now. Like he's got feathers in his hair and has a walking stick. Yeah, he's just he's just tripping balls on peyote out in the desert. It, why? Like that's where I argue. I bet you if we sat down with this dude, he would have like a two-hour-long backstory for what this guy went through and yeah. what he does. When he had a computer like tucked under his cabin, he was living in. Yeah, of this movie, which which actually he just had the monitor and like a the Hawaiian T-shirt, <laughs> but but it's so this movie's about virtual reality, but they never talk about it at all. But he's the father of virtual reality, even though somehow he's younger than Angelo, and this is the future. It's only six years into the future when they've progressed a hundred years just in the history. Study <laughs> by it's, it's the future. Um, there's a, a flash with uh, like they're they're trying to find. Job is trying to find Peter, right? Mm-hmm. To find out where he is. 
and they come up with a flash, and he does this equation. I'm sorry, Tracy's trying to find out where Job is. Yes. And they did this equation, and I had to pause it, and I Googled what that equation was. So I don't know if this it, – it, it's a heat transfer. Mm-hmm. So I almost think that they were legitimately trying to put some science into that. Like if they're saying this is where his heat is originating from. Right. And heat transfer of heat and getting chips smaller is very much a part of computers and, and creating processors and things like that. So speaking of processors, computers, you're obviously the computer guy between us. This is okay. Yes. Does the idea. So Job was tasked with building this online city this on uh, online empire this virtual empire right yes and they're showing that by like literally building the buildings right when i don't understand that at all so i feel like the, the reason they needed job is because uh trace invented the, the chiron chip and they have the patent but they don't have the chip so they need him to build the chip and he but builds it looks the like chip he, and then there's something him, about Egypt. But they're showing him like literally building it. Right. So then all the chip stuff. And then we get into the virtual reality and like that's just that's just software. Like he's building that's a that's a visualization of him building the software. Uh, that is the, the virtual reality hub. Which they described it as uh, the library in here has the the knowledge from all the libraries in the world, and I just thought, well, that's Wikipedia. They just they just described Wikipedia. Yeah, I would say so. But I don't know. So I, I, maybe I'm just focusing too much on how they visualized it. But it looked like they, I feel like they literally had cranes that they were building in virtual reality. At least, yeah. Number one was smart enough to say like if you're getting into virtual reality like when two people have sex virtually it's not mm. going to look like flesh yeah having sex it looks like a weird sticky spider web yes but this one was like literally like oh I'm going to build this and then so J- job is in the computer operating a crane like he was one step away from wearing a hard hat yeah you're and, uh, I feel like you're like 45 minutes an hour into this movie I'm still stuck at like hour eight or minute eight okay so we talk about the cyber cycles right yes so they're flying and then they get shot down and then they fall they hit the ground and then they're like hey dog give us cyber cycles because we want to find out who's doing this peter goes off by himself and then crazy weird balding dude is like hey what's up and then he makes the lawnmower and he's like oh job and so Job says, I need you to find Dr. Trace and ask him about the Chiron chip. Mm-hmm. Job is all powerful. Job has views of cameras that don't exist. It takes Peter like four seconds to find out exactly where Trace is and go chase him down. <laughs> it is like literally the next scene. Exactly He's just like at his door, like, hey, this is I hear you, Dr. Trace. Uh, I, I've been looking for you. And, okay, so I didn't even go that route, but now I'm thinking <laughs> in my head. So Job obviously has this this big corporation. And they've entrusted him with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If he said, hey, guys, I don't have any legs. Can you go knock on this guy's door? <laughs> Could, wouldn't they have done that for him? Yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, like, they have henchmen that could have abducted him if they wanted them to. Sure. But instead, he went to Peter. So that's another reason Peter shouldn't even be in this movie. If they would have gotten rid of Peter... Yeah. Here's what they could have... Job could have taken control of the cyber cycle, which is now somehow exists in real life. Maybe it's a different motorcycle. I don't know. He could have taken possession of anything, picked up Trace, and taken him wherever he wanted. Yes. Because at one point he takes possession of a helicopter and tries to crash it into the hideout. So he has the ability to just, like, jack into anything with a computer. He could have 100% done all this himself. That serves... Nope, the whole premise of this movie... Is flawed. I know you're shocked. <laughs> Farad Man. <laughs> How dare you talk about Farad Man that way? Which is uh, the director's name. Yeah. I, this, it was, yeah. I, I'm probably jumping ahead again, but at one point they reference their virtual reality classes as mm-hmm. iPhones. Do they really? Mm-hmm. I miss they that. They call them iPhones, which I'm sure they were thinking yeah. EYE phones, but that was awesome. That was awesome. I, I, I totally missed that line. Um, but in your Wikipedia thing is right in that, like the whole premise, like at one point he even says like, we can have every library in the world at our disposal. Mm-hmm. And, and in 1996, this was made 96. Okay. The internet existed at this point. Yeah. Like it wasn't what we've got now, Yeah, but it existed. So that, I don't think that should have been that novel of an idea. No, like every, every you, there was a plague of AOL discs. They out were there. everywhere. Everywhere. It almost looked like the beginning of this movie, which is disc laying all yeah. over the streets <laughs> yes. everywhere and children playing with these discs. Yes. <laughs> you joke, but people, when children played with the AOL discs. Oh, it's, it's absolutely they were true. Days. Yeah, they because definitely were. Because there were so many of them. Yeah. I remember walking through like the mall and like a wrestling event when I was like this exact time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you have a modem? Do you have AOL? And I would just tell everyone yes. And no, because I would get the disc. I don't know why I wanted these. But then they would show up in the mail like every week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they were just like, we would go to Target, and they were just like out there. And I would always grab one when yes. we left Target. Yes. I didn't need it. No. I ha- I've had AOL. I had AOL since 1995. I just I just did. I don't know. Because <laughs> then I had one. I had an extra one. But, but my point is, is like this wasn't even a novel concept. No. Maybe he was writing this in 1993 right after Lawnmower Man came out and took a right. while to get it made and stuff, and it was a novel idea, but he probably should have tweaked something in between there in the ensuing years. Having no insight into it, I think that this might have not been a Lawnmower Man movie when it was first conceived it's and written. It's definitely possible. I feel like you and I have written a better Lawnmower Man movie already, and <laughs> Netflix the, is paying for anything pocket. right now, so yeah. we should probably go to make the actual Lawnmower Man sequel. Go to Netflix. Be like, this is something... That literally, someone is demanding. You need. We could point to at least seven people. You need to remake, or we we need to do a sequel mm-hmm. to. You know, let, let's say we might as well just they're giving away. Yeah, then we it. should do a reboot and then a sequel mm-hmm. um, for Netflix. We'll we'll turn it in. We'll turn it into uh, an eight uh, an eight episode run of a series. I like it. Yeah. Sold. It'll, it'll be the next Stranger Things. Right, I'm going to delete this and we won't air it because we just gave away all of our secrets. That's that's right. Good. Good. Um, so, which uh, which did you like better? Did you like Lawnmower Man? There's so many things. Like Egypt. We didn't even touch on Egypt. I Is Egypt, it just because it was a pyramid? They just talked. No, because Egypt, 
the whole point is they keep saying Egypt. What does Egypt mean? Trace, what does Egypt mean? What does Egypt mean? Egypt built the first dam. It's a dam. <laughs> That's Egypt. That's what Egypt is in this movie. It's a dam that holds back the power. And then, uh, let's see. I'm just, I'm going to speed through my notes because I know this is in. No, you're fine. Uh, 29 minutes in. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> It's uh, probably about the time when I sent you a text saying something like, I can't wait to talk about this, or you're going to hate me, or something probably. along those lines. I don't remember what it was. Uh, we talked about the train. Literally, Trace and, and Job are fighting over the setting the train track going left or right. Yes. Toward the pending doom. And then, like, Trace wins, but somehow it gets diverted in above them instead of, like, to the left or right of him. That made no sense. <laughs> What do you want from Ferrard Man? He's not a conductor. He doesn't know how train tracks work. At this point, Job doesn't know what Egypt is, but yet he's trying to kill Trace after just saying, "You're like the only person alive who can who can tell me what Egypt he's is." He's got a feather in his head. What do you expect? Uh, the van that they're around the whole time has the worst windshield wipers ever. <laughs> they're just completely ineffective. Every time we see them in that van, it is raining, and those windshield wipers are just the most least bullshit thing ever. This is the worst switching wipers. Uh, this just says, what the fuck is Job's motivation? Because he doesn't have one. No, he's... When did he turn into a lackey? I don't understand that. See, he wasn't a lackey. He was secretly pulling the strings. But he didn't... I mean, he could have... <laughs> because he wanted to... Because he wanted to live forever. He which he already did that in number one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I have a note here that says, this might as well have been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Because that's what it felt like. I felt like it was April, and... Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a sword yes, scene? My, that's the last note. I, the, okay, the last note I have is this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but the second note I have is, digital sword fight with three exclamation points. The, oh my god. There was a point where I think Peter has to throw... Peter, Peter, like, invents the sword out of digital air. <laughs> and it's like you know, this cool engraving, and <laughs> because Job has this, like, scimitar, weird-looking sword that has electricity that he only uses once and never uses again. So then they get into a digital sword fight, and then he throws Trace over the edge, but I've never seen this in a movie, and nor do I ever think I will again, because it seems physically impossible. But he he holds onto the edge by the the like hilt of his sword, and that's the only thing he's dangling by. And he's just like feet dangling, <laughs> well, it's about to fall into cyberspace by the hilt of his sword. So the thing that bothered me about this, I th- when, so he creates the sword and he throws it to Tracy. Yes, he runs like ten feet to him. Yeah. Gets two feet from him, but still throws it to him. Yes. Like within, you're within distance of handing it, and it feels way less safe to throw a sword from any distance than to hand it. But you ran the first ten feet to get it to him, and then throws it. And then even what is the distance you could throw a sword from Max? It can't be far. 
Well, it's virtual reality. You can throw it as far as you want. Then why do you need a sword? But this is this is the father of virtual reality. Why can't he create a digital sword? <laughs> or why does he need like, this? Like, I feel like it would never end. You would just keep making one two inches longer yeah. back and forth. And then I see how Schwartz <laughs> is as big as mine. <laughs> oh, this movie was a pile of shit. It was man. terrible, and I loved it. I loved the, I think it, I enjoy really dumb things. I think I might have loved Lawnmower Man 2 more than Lawnmower Man 1. Just for all the wrong reasons. Just completely <laughs> the wrong reasons. I love how bad this movie is. Oh, it is really bad. It is so bad. <laughs> Do we need to debate about what's better? No. Yeah. I, I would totally watch Lawnmower Man and Juan again. I, I, I thought it was great. But yes, the, the graphics are very much a product of its time. Like when he uh, he makes Lawnmower Man eat the dude's brain forever. Yeah. That was pretty bad. But I feel like that was the only one where I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the flying balls. Those particle effects, man. Those are state of the art. Yeah. All right. Next week. Next week. You know what you're in for. I hate you. That's what I'm in for. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You, you didn't... I'm assuming you have an idea based on the title of what you're yes. in for. Yes. Um, I've played Mortal Kombat. I know who Leatherface is. Is Leatherface in Mortal Kombat? The new ones? Yeah. Are you serious? Leatherface, Predator, Alien, and Jason are all in uh, MKX. They're making a Friday the 13th video game like like that. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to invite yeah. myself over to play that. Cool. Just so you know. this, is, this is one of the ones that uh, the, the inner pussy in me is really not looking forward to. This is one of those that was like, uh, I, we don't have a calendar, but I could see it uh, on the horizon. And now it is here. It's here. Um, one thing, a little housekeeping thing before we leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our buddy Tom uh, has been poking me a little bit. We failed to point out the fact that uh, Tom Karosik is responsible for our intro Yeah, music. The, the, the great music. Um, so check out his band Karosik. Uh, you can find him online, on YouTube, um, on uh, all the download sites and all that good stuff. So yeah, he, thanks uh, to Tom for that. Yeah, definitely. He, he he did a great job and just whipped that up like, in like no time. I and sent it. I sent it to you. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And you were like, where did you find this? And I yeah. was like, I just asked Tom to do it. And he pulled it out of his butt <laughs> yeah. real quick, uh, and he nailed it. So yeah, just first time, boom, it was great. All right, so we'll see you next week. Later. Access denied.